on an all-new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When vengeance calls, will death have the last word? No! It is done! I will not let Willow destroy herself. Shh. What did you do? Welcome to the Lover Wickas, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 6, Episode 20, Villains. We'll be talking about the plot, and we'll be talking about the characters, and we will also be asking whether or not there's a wrong way to grieve. So, spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. There are limits to what we can do, and there should be. We didn't want to believe it, and now we're messing with forces that want to copyright strike us. All of us. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, Capital Records or whatever it is, Columbia, Universal UMG. Media Group. Yeah, let's yep. do uh-huh. an actual call-out on the podcast so they can bring Fuck their you, entire <laughs> might against our tiny... <laughs> Our tiny, tiny podcast. Our tiny, yeah. tiny podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our tiny production. Literally filmed in a closet. Filmed? Are you... Is it not filmed? Okay. Recorded? This is oh. not filmed. Oh, recorded. Not filmed. Yeah, recorded. Although, semantics, I guess. Well, I, I mean, mean, film does imply a video component. Hmm. Although, there is a video Doesn't component. Though because, no I mean, before you would have filmed voices on film? No. Like tape? No. Tape? Onto know. tape, yeah. Taped? Taped? Before a live studio audience? <laughs> you know what? I hate this. Hello! Welcome <laughs> back! Uh, my name's Kelly, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hi. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. You may not violate the laws of natural podcasting. And we shan't, but we are here we already have. together to talk <laughs> about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're going to talk about villains. Is that okay with you? No. Great. First aired May 14th of the year 2002, written by the infamous Marty Noxon. 22 of 23 for her, the penultimate episode. The last one was wrecked. And the next will be Bring on the Night, season seven, episode 10. Any guesses as to what that episode is about? Is it when Buffy kills the Uber vamp? It can't be that soon. I don't think she kills it till way later in the season. Mm. Daniel, silence. They go out to, uh, Andrew goes to a club. With everybody, bring out the night. They go to a nightclub. Oh, yeah, that does happen, but it's Faith, and it's later, also later in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go. They go oh, to the Bronze. It. You know the club. You ever heard of that one? The club. Yeah. yeah. I just made it up, so I have no idea. Couldn't guess. <laughs> Directed by David Solomon, fourteen of nineteen for him. Last was Hell's Bells, and next will be Lessons, the season seven premiere. So, Stacia, what happened in this episode? <laughs> Why are you flaring your nostrils like that? <laughs> no one knows this but you keep it a secret <laughs> now everyone knows it's on tape or film or cassette or i'm so okay. sorry <laughs> this this episode has made her very hostile very hostile, hostile. <sighs> okay uh this week on your favorite procedural medical drama sunnydale memorial we follow an ambulance to the summer's house to find buffy exactly where we left her bleeding out in the backyard Inside the house, Willow sits on the floor of her bedroom, shaking a dead Tara and begging her to wake up. To everyone's utter dismay, she does not wake up. Willow, devastated and angry, commands Osiris, or possibly Osiris's secretary, to bring Tara back to life. When he refuses, Willow magically yells him to death? Can't confirm. 
The MTs put Buffy in the ambulance as Willow exits the house. Xander manages to tell her that Warren was the shooter and Willow begins her manhunt. Jonathan and Andrew are in jail. They banter about their situation, complete with an obligatory prison girlfriend joke. Andrew is still gay for Warren. Accurate. Warren goes to some demon bar, Willie's maybe, to go about his Buffy murdering. The demons laugh at Warren, as they should. Everyone knows you can't kill Buffy with a gun. <laughs> what an idiot. The demons cheerfully tell Warren the Slayer is still alive, so he can go ahead and consider himself royally fucked. Willow stalks into the magic box and claims her first revengeance victim. All the lights in the shop. She rhetorically <laughs> asks Anya where the black arts books are and then sucks up all their naughty evil. Her hair and eyes turn black. That's probably not a pretentious sign. It is. That was irony. Thanks. <laughs> um, it's good when you pretend that your audience is stupid. <laughs> uh, Don comes home to find the front door wide open and the house completely empty. Or so she thinks, and how we wish it was so. She goes upstairs to see that someone is home. Kinda. The corpse of her sister's best friend's girlfriend slash mom. R.I.P. <laughs> Jump forward. Remember Rack? Warren does. He shows up at Junkies R Us looking for some magical arms and Scarfaced Steven Tyler provides. Um for some magical arms. Yeah, let me I, I have to do this line read for you. Yeah. Hey, remember do you remember Rack? Because Warren does. He shows up at Junkies R Us looking for some magical arms and Scarface Steven Tyler provides, but not before cluing cluing Warren into the fact that Willow, not Buffy, is the real threat. Warren gets loaded up with magic missile, watery sphere, and a bunch of fourth level spell slots. That's a D and D reference. Well, the, wow, D and D master over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to our medical drama. Dark Willow shows up in the OR, or possibly um, a shitty ER, or possibly ER. a hotel lobby. Can't confirm. Yeah. Can't confirm. Where, or maybe still the inside of the ambulance. Uh, where the surgeon. <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny. I don't know either. <laughs> Got me. Okay. Uh, the surgeons are working on Buffy, and by working on Buffy, we mean gently poking her chest. Uh, she makes them all leave, Willow, that is, and does some magic bullet extracting surgery of her own. For the third time in six years, Buffy lives. Willow walks out saying she's got to find Warren. Xander and Buffy presumably follow her because we cut to all of them in Xander's car speeding down the highway in search of Warren, who is on a bus headed for the border. Willow yells at Xander to stop the car, gets out and stands in the middle of the highway while Warren's bus barrels towards her. She magic commands Warren out of the bus and squeezes his throat till his eyes comically pop out of his head. Turns out, it's a robot. Buffy and Xander are more than a little anxious about Willow's extreme makeover and magic use. Willow finally tells them that Tara is dead. They're empathetic, or at least Buffy is, but still trot out the old Scooby slogan, We don't kill humans, conveniently leaving off the fact, leaving off the except when we do rejoinder. Xander even throws out a classic, There's no coming back from this, alley-ooping a sweet bad guy line from her once naive good witch, I'm not coming back. Dark Willow, baby! What? It's true. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want you to hit that harder. <laughs> you hit it harder then. Dark Willow, baby! Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <sighs> really uh, being micromanaged over here. <laughs> I know. You can't <laughs> work like this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is your, you're the artist. This is your craft. You just take it as it comes. You're doing great. Action. Wow. 
<laughs> Buffy and Xander return to the Summers house, and Buffy heads upstairs in search of Dawn. She finds Tara's body, untouched, and Dawn sitting on the floor with a thousand-yard stare. The cops are finally called about Tara's death, and the coroners take her body away. That's a series wrap on Amber Benson. R.I.P. Uh, Buffy and Xander strategize about stopping Willow and Dawn pipes up, saying, Maybe you should just let Willow kill Warren. They go back and forth about morality and magic before deciding that Dawn can't come with them on their quest. She asks to stay with Spike, and Buffy agrees. Incredulous, Xander takes Buffy aside and actually says out loud the thing we haven't had a chance to talk about and won't ever talk about again. You're not really leaving Dawn with Mr. Attempted Rapist, are you? Buffy Buffy hand-waves away Xander's argument. At UCSD in Tara's dorm, Willow uses her Tara blood-spattered shirt to magic a map of Warren's location. Obviously. (laughs) Dear... Buffy and Dawn go to Spike's crypt to find Clem instead of Mr. Attempted Rapist. Uh, Clem says Spike had skipped town, and Buffy decides that it's safer for Dawn to stay with Clem, a demon she barely knows, than come with her to find Willow. Buffy asks when Spike will be back. Clem says he'll be gone a while. Is that really how Clem sounds? <laughs> That's fair enough. Mm. I don't <laughs> know why it came out like that. I guess he's like chipper. I mean, during that side scene, he's kind of sad because he's just like, I don't know. He'll be. He just said he'd be gone a while. That's fair, yeah. I did it. He'll go to Willow. That's the, <laughs> the impulse is to say it like that, so maybe that's accurate. Okay. Uh, cut to Spike in some nondescript African village. Cool guy walking towards a cave with spooky paintings on the wall, complete with matching spooky, glowy-eyed, very insightful demon. The SFX team gets to take it easy on this one as the demon is mostly obscured in shadow and talks in a creepy, disembodied, gravel voice. It tells Spike his request will be granted if he can survive the trials. Just like the demon, we're left in the dark about what Spike's request actually is, only that it's at least partially about Buffy and bitches gonna see a change. Accurate. Good Spike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back at the magic box, Anya is recovering from her dark willow-induced magic paralysis. Xander asks if she has any idea where Willow might be, and she tells him, yeah, I can sense her, because I'm a vengeance demon again. Xander handles the news better than expected, because, you know, Xander, but he still is a jerk butt. (laughs) Buffy arrives at the magic box, and Anya... (laughs) And Anya agrees to help track down Willow, but only for Willow's sake, because she doesn't owe Xander shit. That's true. Somewhere in the vast Sunnydale woods, Willow stalks her prey in the dark. Mid-bad guy quip, she gets an axe to the back, courtesy of real, not robot Warren. She falls to the ground, seemingly injured or worse, but then magics herself back up and pulls the axe out like a badass. Warren starts running, then lets loose a cube-shaped golden snitch that flies at Willow, then explodes. She freezes the explosion before it touches her and keeps pursuing Warren, Terminator-style. He throws an ineffectual pokeball at Willow that slows her down for just a second before she catches up and restrains him with some vines. Warren, trapped and defenseless, decides his best move now is to taunt the murder rampage witch. He says some sexist bullshit before Willow summons a vision of Katrina, you know, the girl he murdered, attempting to emotionally deal Warren some damage. Instead, he doubles down on his misogynist rhetoric, prompting Willow to try the physical kind of pain instead. She conjures the bullet she pulled out of Buffy. Didn't she just pull it out of her pocket? Uh, but I think it's supposed to be the same bullet. Like she, she's mm-hmm. in the the OR. She takes the bullet out and then magics it away. And then in this, she magics it back. So I think it's we're supposed to think it's the same Buffy. I don't bullet. know if that was magic so much as illusion, but whatever. Oh, sorry, um, I'm so sorry. Oh, hey, joke. so sorry. Michael, <laughs> illusion, Michael. Mm, trick is something a whore does for money. She conjures the bullet she pulled out of Buffy and then magically sends it into Warren's chest, super duper slow mo style. He starts to scream, so Willow magics his mouth shut with some gnarly looking sutures. This gives Willow plenty of time to monologue about how unfair it is that Tara is dead while an absolute shit pile like Warren gets to live. Meanwhile, Anya, Xander, and Buffy are enjoying a hike in the same Sunnydale woods and come across <laughs> the whole Willow torturing Warren scene. 
probably can't get any worse, though. Willow removes Warren's mouth suture so she can hear him beg for his life for a minute before getting bored of his attempts to dissuade her from killing him. In an instant, she magically, and therefore bloodlessly, flays him alive. His pants stay on, though. They do. They sure do. (laughs) Uh, Buffy, Anya, and Xander catch the whole show and are a little shocked at the skinning of Warren Mears, but not particularly horrified. Willow magics Warren's body away with a ball of flame. She turns to her friends and says, one down, before she lightning teleports out of there. Yet. Pretty good. <sighs> that was Pretty long. Good. Yeah. I'm so sorry I stopped you at all. I I it was I rescind any any uh mild no, criticisms. You don't. <laughs> I know you're in pain, but bored now. Anyway. Oh my god. Facts. I think we should tag team these, unless you're done talking for a minute. It's up to you. Uh, yeah, whatever you want. Uh, the Big Bad has finally appeared! Here comes a new challenger! Exciting. It's the debut of Dark Willow, who obviously sticks around to the end of the season, but also shows up in a good chunk of the season eight comics. I so. would argue that the real Big Bad is grief. We all handled it poorly this year, <laughs> starting all the way back from the beginning of the season and onward. We just never got good at it. I think you're accurate. Okay, well, never mind. We should have done this uh, Here Comes a New Challenger, the second Buffy crawl out of her grave. Here comes a new challenger! No, the second the show started. The second the show started. Here comes a new challenger! Oh, uh, Willow revenges Tara for a second time in the same way, heading straight for the magic box to shoot up some of the good stuff. First time being in tough love after Glory's brain sucking. There's a couple of repeat lines of dialogue. I mean, we do this often in the show, but this one seemed to have a lot of them, a lot of like callbacks, if you will. So Dark Willow says, Bored now. Just like Vamp Willow does in The Wish and Doppelgangland. Xander says, Out of the mouths of babes, in response to Don saying they should let Willow kill Warren. The Master says the same thing to Slash about the Anointed One. After that little creep says, He'd annihilate the Slayer. <laughs> Opportunity for you to have a plot montage. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Andrew says, this is an Oz. It's like Mayberry. Mates. And that is something DC similar that Trick said in Faith, Hope, and Trick. Like it Mayberry. look like Mayberry. And, and no, ain't nobody, nobody saying boo about, about it. Uh, Jonathan says, butt monkey. Because he wants to make me his butt monkey. Do you remember when Xander also said, I'm I tired of being, being everyone's butt, butt monkey. monkey. I do. I do. <laughs> it Puffy versus Dracula. Can we get a spider about it, Xander? That's right. I'm tired of being everyone's spider-eating man, bitch. <laughs> well, if the shoe fits. Season 10, issue 8, Return to Sunnydale, part 1. Willow reveals that Warren Stanley held a funeral with his skin remains. Cool stuff. Ooh. Speaking of Warren's lack of skin, the flaying scene was cut from the episode and it aired in a lot of places. Marty Knoxon said of the scene, quote, The skinning of Warren was something Joss wanted. We pinched it, pinched it, pitched it to the network's and the network said, as long as you only see it for 2.5 seconds, go for it. And hey, did you know Warren doesn't actually die in this episode? Through some creative comic book storytelling in Season 8, Issue 4, The Long Way Home, Part 4. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we learned that apparently sometime after the credits rolled on this episode, Amy showed up in the woods and revived a skinless Warren, even though his body went up in magic flame and disappeared. That Amy sure is something, doesn't she? It's true. Amber Benson is removed from the credits just one tiny episode after being in them. This marks the final change in the main cast lineup slash opening credits, so it'll be the same way till the end of the show. With her last line, Willow implies that there are two to go, being Jonathan and Andrew, but also there are only two episodes left of the season. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? It works out two levels. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? It's fun. (laughs) 
Uh, I, I'm glad I ended up reading this one because it's very long and ridiculous. So I didn't point this out last week because it doesn't matter. It's super minor and inconsequential thing. I mean, not that we don't point that out, on, that type of stuff out on the show all the time. We constantly are nitpicking tiny inconsequential things. But when Spike leaves town and seeing Red, he says, quote, Get nice and comfy, Slayer. I'll be back. And when I do, things are going to change. Grammatically, he should have either said, I'll be back. And when I do, get back. Things are going to change. Or said, I'll be back. And when I am, things are going to change. I was fine with this because it doesn't matter. But apparently the crew did not think so. Because his line was edited with a voiceover in the previously on before this episode to say, and when I am. Why take the time to fix that? Why spend the money? Who did that? Like, must have drove someone absolutely batshit to the point that they were like, we got to get this guy in the ADR booth right now. He's got to change that line. Did you notice that? Did you care? Did anyone else see that? I, I would have never known that yeah, in a exactly. million worlds. Oh, you can do these if you want. You can queue up. These are like questions. Here you go. Wow. Uh, do you have a job anymore, Kelly? Jesus. I don't think so. She just keeps giving it to me, but she still <laughs> does the hard part. This is wild. Uh, okay. Okay. So, contested facts. Buffy dies for a third time because the monitors do that beep flatlining thing or was it just a magical machine hiccup and not actually Buffy's heart stopping so what do you think do you think Buffy actually died in that moment or it was just Willow's clearly giving off some magnetic field vibe because she popped all the lights in the magic box too so Daniel do you think she actually died for a second or no absolutely not you don't think she died station do you think she died I mean I think her heart wasn't beating I, yeah, I thought so too, right? So I, I mean, like died, I don't know, was she like technically medically dead or whatever? I don't know. But I think that it counts as like her dying. And like, would this have triggered another Slayer type of death? Nah, I don't think so. But I think she was clearly headed towards death. If you look at the script for the episode, one of the directions on there from Marty says, on the other side of those doors, a medical team is working frantically to save Buffy who lies unconscious on the table hooked up to all the standard machines. It's not going well. We hear the heart monitors start to go crazy, slowing and speeding up. And now we see that all the electrical monitors in the room are malfunctioning. So that seems to imply that the intent was it was not actually her flatlining, but that they were malfunctioning. But I always yeah. read it as she like, what, like her heart stopped. Yeah. Next one. Uh, Willow shouts Osiris out of this dimension or kills Osiris or is it an agent of Osiris? Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think that was, did you read that as him being Osiris, that demon head that came up, popped up? No, I said Osiris and that was my joke too that you took. Secretary? Bouncer? Like who is this guy <laughs> answering for Osiris? Because at first you think it's Osiris and then it's like, oh no, like I know that they talk in third person. That's a God thing, right? They do that kind of stuff. But as sure. like, no, dude, that's definitely a secretary. Like you definitely just shoot him away and he's going to be like, fuck that, fuck that girl, man. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell the I'm boss. Definitely now. not telling Osiris to bring her back now. <laughs> you were right. total dick. Uh, Losing so, that note. <laughs> did you think that demon was killed by her shouting no? I think he was just like, I don't have time to deal with this shit. <laughs> just like, ah! Until it's like, like this connection's back. already pretty fucked up. You can't really see my face, so I'm just going to sever it here. I'm not going to try to get a better signal. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So you're sending you're sending some weird vibes my way, girl. I'm out. I'm going into a tunnel. I'm going into a tunnel. Uh, yeah, from the, <laughs> the script labels this demon as just imposing demon, so not mm-hmm. Osiris. So where it is definitely not. And then also we get a little bit. Uh, Willow's scream unleashes a terrible energy. Suddenly the demon is engulfed in a blaze of white light, and he cries out in horrible agony, comma dying. So she did in fact mm. kill the demon head. Apparently, Osiris's bouncer, secretary, best friend, roommate. I could I could get behind that. Killing Osiris is like a way too powerful, way too fast for Willow, and also just like that's fucking up some crazy stuff. Oh, you yeah. gotta assume Osiris has powers that Willow could only dream of having. So it'd be 
amazing if she just offed outside. Killed like the god of death, basically. The god you of just, death, like, like that's wild. They, yeah, that's a little too much, even too for much. Willow. But his secretary, the intern, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like welcome to nightmare all the interns die i mean maybe it's just a bad job to have you know people probably are always like osiris help me and then it's like oh fuck i gotta go take this call i hope that they're not gonna fucking throw shit into my face again because i might die <laughs> you got the wrong call today buddy hey that's a risk they knew the risk, risk when they, they took the, the job risk. uh here's the last contested fact but i didn't actually write it in a good way go for it all of the events in Villains, as I pointed out last week, Villains 2 to go and Grave happen within 24 hours. Or, if you're un- incapable of recognizing that Spike's timeline is separate from the Scoobies, the internet cries, Spike couldn't have gone all the way to Africa because he can't fly in a plane because he's a vampire. Plus, it must take some time to complete all those trials and blah, 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 blah. There's no way Spike's was taking place. Yeah! No shit! The man's in Africa! His shit is not lining up with everyone's in California's. But apparently the internet had, like, a conniption over the fact that, well, it's not really all taking place in 24 hours. Come on, guys! Come on. Were you confused by that, Daniel? No, in no fucking world that was I. I mean, I don't really, it doesn't, I love the 24 hours, but I don't think I would necessarily, that doesn't really matter to me. I mean, no, I don't think I would even clock it. So it's like, it just doesn't matter. But yeah, if you can't conceptualize it happening, like that's not part of what we're talking about in the 24 hours. Like this is what we're talking about. Spike's over here. I agree that like I, it's just a cool thing to to pick up on after yeah, the fact, fun. but it is in no way essential or like needing an explanation. We don't need to account for every minute that Spike and them were there. Are you are you taking the counterpoint? Are you very pissed off? This doesn't make any sense now, and you can't watch the show. I I didn't understand anything that happened. Excellent. <laughs> Completely, just absolutely don't understand. From you season were, one, episode one. I've been out. <laughs> to reevaluate every episode we've watched so far mm-hmm. because of this. Girl is running on pure fury. I've never felt anything like it. Moving on. Stacia, please tell me what you thought about this episode. Um, Watched in isolation. It's not good. There's a lot of yes. questions where you're like, why is that happening? That seems stupid. Yes. Why hasn't this happened? <laughs> why did no one notice this? <laughs> uh, so that makes it hard to like get into because I just kept finding little things where I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, so that's Buffy for you. Yeah. Well, I feel like I felt this harder in this episode than most episodes. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I don't know if I have like a good coherent thing to say about this episode. Fair enough. Daniel, did you like this episode? What did you think about this episode? I'm open to, I'm, I need to be convinced that it's worse than I think it is. Cause <laughs> I really like this episode. Good. Um, the intro was great. I thought it set the stakes really, really well right off the bat. Like Buffy looks like she's about to slip into another lucid state and go back to normal again world with her parents. Mm. And fucking Willow is losing it. And like Osiris or whoever, Dark Willow's here, baby. It's happening. Uh, the thing that we feared, the thing that they set up before, it took us a long time to get here, but here we are. I loved it. Um, Willow's grief is palpable throughout the whole episode. I think that's like the best part about it. That's the thing that is the easiest to hold on to. And I think that the show is challenging in a good way where it's like, where do we root for her? When do we stop rooting for her? How do we feel, especially about the, we don't kill humans trope and is Willow in the wrong or is she right? I mean, I think that's just an individual viewers type of thing. And I think that it can be challenging if you 
are pro Buffy all the way, then like Willow is even more monstrous. It could be worse. I mean, you could it could upend a whole character for somebody um, if they're not willing to sort of go along with what's happening here. I also thought it was unique, obviously, for the Dark Willow aspect, but I also liked Warren, like following Warren, like following a villain. Like mm. I can't remember the last time we like had a villain who is like understands that a specter is haunting him and he needs to get the fuck away as fast as possible. So it was fun to like watch him be like, I got to try to outsmart these guys. Um, we don't really do that. You know, our, our bad guys are kind of just off screen and we kind of just fight them. So I thought it was fun to have Will- or Warren just running around trying to whatever. And then I don't know, this might be controversial, but the whole time I was watching this, I got forever vibes, the episode forever mm. legendary episode uh, for three reasons. Number one, this episode follows an all-timer. Quality may vary, uh, that being the body and seeing red. Um, two, it, they both deal with unimaginable grief and the daily chore of just living life. And number three, at the end, to me, when Willow tortures Warren and talks about the little piece of metal that destroys everything and that took her light away and she rips the skin off of his body. And then we get the board now because Willow's light is gone. That, to me, is as cathartic as... Buffy and Dawn embracing to stop zombie Joyce from entering the house. Like (laughs) it's not one-to-one, but like when I saw it through that, I just like totally forgave this, like the sins of this episode, chalk it up to Buffy madness. And I'm just like, that really works. If I just pretend we don't go to jail and even pretend that Warren doesn't fucking exist. And we just focus on Willow and everything that's going on there. And even the beats from our friends, I thought was really good. The story stuff I thought was great. was great. The execution, I think that's probably where the maddeningness comes in. But I'm curious to know what you guys think about, you know, what the questions you're going to ask, Kelly. So, but those uh, are my thoughts. I think that was all well said. I still won't be any kinder to this episode. But quickly, point number four, both written by Marty Noxon. Um, uh, can I just say one thing before you go on your rant? Yeah. I can see your notes and that's very long. <laughs> I- <laughs> I was just saying, I thought it was interesting because one, you said that you liked that we get to see like a peek into the villain's world, watching Warren trying to deal with the consequences of his actions. But then at the same time, we see Willow become the villain of the, Mm. the season, right? And it's interesting because... While you were talking about seeing uh, Willow try to deal with the grief of losing Tara, I was thinking I wish we'd seen more of that because it really isn't about Willow in this episode. I mean, you see her go bad, but you don't actually see her deal with any of her feelings. And I understand that's a coping mechanism for her. But um, it's interesting because it's like we kind of pivoted where it's like Warren's no longer the villain. Like he's the person who's in danger and now Willow's the villain and we don't see her side of things anymore whereas Hmm. we actually get that piece of Warren because he's no longer like actively taking the villain role (laughs) Willow took it from him nice read you know I'm I'm gonna say it later but he echoes what Buffy said I mean I think he's doing it for self-preservation that if you do this you're not coming back your friends aren't gonna do it you're totally going evil like you can say that Dark Willow she's like Dark Willow maybe now but Evil Willow that doesn't happen until she rips the skin off bored yeah then we're she's gone you know but she still had a chance and so if you see Warren in any sort of sympathetic light like you're right just take me to jail I'm a bad person she Mm -hmm. had a chance right there to to do what Buffy has been advocating this whole time and she chose not to. <laughs> she chose to go too far. And I, that's really, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Until that point, she hadn't done anything that you no. can't come back from. From No. 
No, and she was lucid and like, you know, Buffy can tug on her and, you know, she's not automatically spell casting and roping mm-hmm. them up and all that shit. Like she's still, even in the, the delivery room or delivery room in the ambulance <laughs> well slash be. hospital. Might as fucking well be. Might as well be, right? In that room, you know, she's just like there. <laughs> she's just sitting there like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of Willow, but I'm not really Willow. And it was so weird because I just expect her to be doppelgangland Willow, which she is now, you know, for, she will be until Xander crayons his way out of this. Uh, saves the world. <laughs> but like. You know, I, I expected her to be evil right off the bat, so it was kind of cool to see her, like, just kind of a badass just going through and fucking fucking shit up. Uh, all great points all, and, and, and definitely questions that I want to explore further. Yes. But first, tell us how you feel about this episode. Yeah, what do you feel, <laughs> Kelly? Um, I think that, that we're all closer than I originally feared, which is my biggest criticisms of this episode, maybe the singular, if I had to put a point on it, is that I wish this episode was about Willow. I wish they actually let it fucking be about Willow. The biggest problem we have is that we don't let anything land. We don't let anything breathe. It all ends up, instead of things that could be incredibly powerful, these moments of grief, we just almost make it goofy with unnecessary dialogue and no lingering. Like, we're just cutting from scene to scene to scene to scene. And I just like, okay, I'm going to fully rant at the end of this episode. But that's my biggest point, is why is this episode not about Willow? Tara deserves better. And that's kind of what I brought up last week a little bit. It's like, much like Willow, I feel in the moment where Tara died, it was just shock and confusion. It was not until after realizing she's dead and she's not coming back that the fucking rage kicked in. And that is how I feel about this episode. Seeing Red gets a pass because maybe something will be different. We talked about how her death didn't get to mean anything because she just was a bystander, right? You know, the barrier gaze, all that. We went over all that in depth. But I think I brought up, like, if they did these last three episodes differently, if they handled them differently, then then maybe her life could have had even more meaning after the fact. Or rather, maybe her death could have had more meaning if we let this really hurt. Like, if we really hurt all of our friends and let Willow be hurt and show that instead of just ending up with goofy lines with shitty composing. I don't know if you've watched the show WandaVision. (laughs) Tangent, pivot. Mm. Uh, in that show, the Scarlet Witch, hey, another magic user, loses another way. her soulmate, the Vision, and she doesn't fucking handle it well. She handles it so poorly, she creates an entire alternate dimension and then has to have a laser beam fight, which is the weakest part of the whole fucking show. But anyway, that scene in the episode previously on season the only season episode eight there's a scene where she's talking to the vision in a flashback and it's just like fucking beautiful because her her brother just died too that makes you think that talking about it would bring me comfort uh, the only thing that would bring me comfort is seeing him again she's gone through so much loss different show i know but i just there's so many parallels there's a witch who's lost someone who's going through something insane that she's going to punish everything and everyone she can because she cannot deal with this loss and it's it's just night and day how good that episode is and how shitty this one is in comparison and you know what the fucking nail in the coffin is for me you know who the fucking composer is on wandavision goddamn christophie beck and i think thomas wanker has almost just as much as everyone else to blame for this episode failing god damn it anyway okay living up to his last name what yeah just to interject there just our podcast deals with the 20 year anniversary we don't talk about it enough but that's a great 
unique encapsulation point on what it's like to make TV 20 years later. These are lessons that you learn. And also when you write a whole season into one thing, you might not ever come back to it. They have a story to tell straight on through. I think some of the frustration might be that they don't explore because they explored Tara afterwards and her death meant something. And it's something that she lives with and actually like deals with and blah, blah, blah. And not everybody has to, but that could... That might color a lot of what you're feeling now because like Absolutely. her being enraged is a fine response. Like you could just keep that yeah. up. That's cool. But you're right. You want that catharsis at some point, at some point. But we, I guess we know it's not ever going to happen. And so it makes it more frustrating now. Yes. Whereas like that eight episode, nine episode arc, you know, they're, they're going to plan for all of that. Oh, yeah. But it's not if like it suffers like. The main point is we don't linger on Willow, and there's never enough. Like, I'm sorry, Allison Hannigan, you're a fine actress, but you have fucking limits, and your limits is rage. She does angry so bad, in my opinion. She does sad excellent, and she is cute, and she's great at, at doing, like, the fun stuff. But, like, think of an episode where Willow is mad. The only thing I think to, about immediately is is tough love because there's a one-to-one, right? Like, I think that her reaction to Tara getting brain sucked in Tough Love mm. is better than this episode. Buffy says, you can't even think about taking on Glory. And Willow says, you saw what she did to Tara. I can't get, let her get away with it. You have to let her get away with it. Even if I'm no, even I'm no match for her, you know that. You, you can just play this scene. But uh, Willow says, but maybe I am. And Buffy says, you're not and I won't let you go. And she says, it's not your choice. It's mine. And Buffy says, it's not the time. When, Buffy, when is? When you feel like it? When it's someone you love like I love Tara? When it's Dawn? Is that it, Buffy? And, like, that, like, anger. She actually feels angry. All these lines are fucking goofy-ass Sunday morning cartoon villain lines, man. Like, she just doesn't get to go there. And I don't know if it's the dialogue. Like, is this Marty Knoxon's fault? Is this Allison Hannigan's fault? Is this fucking... Nicholas Brennan's fault because, oh my God, is that man even in this show? He might as well be a fucking wallpaper piece. He's just like, huh. I get it. Again, chalk it up to shock. I get it. We're in shock. Buffy got shot. Tara's dead. Not that you seem to care at all. But yeah, so not enough. We don't get enough anger. We don't get enough sadness. We don't get enough moments. There's just not enough of anything. It's just pieces of what could be great. And what are we rushing towards so we can get a two-minute fucking scene with stupid fucking Andrew and Jonathan that I could not give a shit less about? Or maybe I could give a shit less about Spike's stupid fucking Africa scene? We're not getting good gold from fucking Allison Hannigan or any of our friends so we can do that bullshit? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's just so not worth it. It's not worth it. And it's not fair. And Tara fucking deserves better. And I'm just so mad. And I've just been... (laughs) over how can it be over i I just found her i mean i think it's definitely the pacing how often have we talked about an episode should focus on one fucking character but they're ensemble shows you got to put them in it's a sitcom type show too it's like we want it to be tv today where you would just linger yeah i know that's and that is the problem I know. I mean, I was mad at the time, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And now that we've had, you know, the golden age of TV and all this prestige television shows, it's like, that's how, that's how you do it. We figured it out. I'm sorry, Buffy. You were just ahead of your time. And that's a problem that you had multiple times throughout this show is that you're just a little too ahead of your time. Well, I think it's 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 definitely that. But there's also another thing happening here. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted. My eye is so itchy. That's okay. Um, I need a second anyway. I'm so sweaty. All that yelling. It's, Who knew I was really going to start really screaming? Oh, I, I did. did. <laughs> That's why I wanted to get my thing in before you did. <laughs> I was like, I can save this. Just wait. We have a whole section about yelling. Like, ah! And I didn't even get to say, we cut away from Dawn being sad. The one moment we were going to let a character do it. And we fade to white. <sighs> anyway, sorry. What were you going to say? faded to white. <laughs> um, 
Oh, uh, well, I was going to say, yes, it, I definitely think the comparing this to Prestige, 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 the comparing prestige? this to HBO television now compared to 20 <laughs> years ago, uh, it makes it hard. But also, I think that this is doing something that these other shows that we're thinking about isn't necessarily doing. I mean, maybe WandaVision, but it's not just that we need to show that Willow's grieving the loss of, you know, like the love of her life, but also you need to do that so hard and so quickly that she can immediately pivot to the big bad of the entire season. And like by doing that pivot, it's like we have to like zoom out away from her story so far that it feels kind of empty and emotionless. Um, And the one thing that I found myself wishing when we were in the woods was that it was scarier. I was like, I want like a haunting on a hill house moment instead of just black eyes. I want her to look like truly haunted. I want to be actually scared a little bit for Warren. Like what is Willow actually capable of? And I understand that they had, you know, network restrictions or whatever, but the flaying happened so quickly that it's like, again, like the shock thing, like you can't even really register it and then it's gone and it feels almost like a hallucination. Like Willow Mm -hmm. didn't really do that. Did she? Um, which I think makes it harder. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's my not enough, right? And that's, I get limitations, so they stuff that they legit couldn't do, but they didn't have to write the dialogue they did. They didn't have to shoot it and chop it up the way they did. Like, they could have made changes within the limitations of network television at the time to make this a little more impactful. But yeah, I, God, I wish this was 1,000 times creepier because, 1,000? You know, 10,000 times creepier because it just, it should be. It should be. The other 10, thing. 100 is just 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> and then we need at least 10,000. At least 10,000 <laughs> Uh, I the other thing I think this this episode really suffers from is constantly telling instead of showing. We have to say, literally say over and over again, Willow's the bad guy. We we literally have to get out these lines of dialogue. Like for me, it would be so much more impactful and more upsetting if Willow didn't say nearly a goddamn word this whole episode. Especially like when she walks into the magic box. That was one of my favorite scenes because all the the fucking lights are just popping and Anya's like. Uh, Willow, I know something bad happened, and she has to say stupid comic book shit like, I need power. Where are the Black Arts books? Bleh, that's better. Like, come on. If she just was silent and just, like, fucking moved her hand and Anya just, like, froze, make her creepy, man. You want to make her the bad guy? Make her fucking scary. And the scariest bad guys don't say a goddamn word. Don't show the shark. Don't fucking tell us what you're doing. Just... Let her be, man. Let her be. Let her be fucking scary. Let her be sad. Let her be angry. You just want to tell me so bad because you need to be a cartoon villain. I mean, get the episode as villains. We have Rack back. Villain. Warren. Villain. Willow. Villain. Spike. Villain. I get it. The episode is villains. We don't have to just keep telling us. In fact, speaking of Rack, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode because that dude is creepy. Jeff Kober, gravitas. His lines, excellent. The way he delivered them, perfect. That dude came off just right. And when he said that girl is running on pure fury, I fucking believed him. I did not believe Willow when she was like, <laughs> he's, he's dead. Guess the last shot was the charm. What are we fucking doing? Oh, God. <laughs> See, I'll chalk that up to, uh, you know, sort of wanting to stunt on Warren because you caught your prey. That's the only thing. But you're stunting on him as a cartoon villain, of course. Yeah. I Again, I that did not super take me out, but I agree with what you're saying. I agree. I, just, I, I think it would be so cool if she didn't say much of anything. And even like the, the, the soliloquy at the end. Like, um, actually, when she's talking to them in the street, Buffy and, and uh, I thought she was like a good level of she wasn't evil yet or even getting on the edge of evil. But I thought she was really like terse and to the point. Yeah. And like that was good. That really mm-hmm. worked. And it's just like Tara's dead. No more talking now. Done. 
And then she fucking disappears herself. And that was fucking awesome. But you're right. I mean, it's like the little cat and mouse thing. But I mean, that is what villains do, right? That's a cartoon. But I, th- I, th- I mean, I do think she was strongest. Like Alison Hannigan, the writing, all of it was strongest at the very beginning and the very end for Willow's character, at least. Like, you know, actually screaming at Osiris. And God, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Alison Hannigan's not a bad actress. I just, for me, I think because she is just cuddly little Willow, she can't do mean. So when you make her talk, it sucks out any potential for her to be menacing for me. So I. Do you think. Um... Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. Do you think when we see other versions of Evil Willow, like when she does the vampire and doppelgangerland, that she no, still goofy? That's what I'm saying. She just like comes off as goofy to me. It just so it just seems so disingenuous. I and I don't know that that's her fault or just my poor interpretation of it. And maybe this is a good question of like. Is this intentional? Is she supposed to be a cartoon so that we have distance so we can come back to Willow? Do you I think, think you it's could argue that? Yeah, I, I, as long I mean, it just really depends on what she's going to do. I mean, that's what I said before about how long do we root for her? And I think it's yeah. easier to root for a cartoon villain where it's like we're up against Warren and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I th- that's a good read. I mean, I think where you just make them so comically, you know, like all the other villains that we've defeated before. We don't want to see Willow defeated, but we want this per- this person inside that's infecting her into the cartoon that we've beaten as a big monster of the week for, how- for how- however many weeks that we've done this. We have to defeat that without defeating Willow. So maybe, maybe that's what we're trying to kill is the cartoon inside of her. So, kind of, <laughs> with crayons. Kill- <laughs> no! Kill the cartoon with crayons inside of Willow. Uh so kind of a follow-up to that, into my questions. I think I'm done ranting for now. I can't promise I won't keep cropping up because, <laughs> wow, someone has a lot of feelings. Well, if I were you, I'd worry about the witch. Which, which, which? Willow. Slayer's pal. She's a new power, man. Anybody with intuition can feel it. She's going to blow this town apart. Starting with you. Me. Magic is drugs. I think this is, you know, the the most lamented thing about this season is how shitty that storyline is and how uncomfortable it is. We've made fun of it a lot. Yeah, and we've made fun of it. And so has everyone. I think everyone that watches this show is like, okay, magic is drugs. Great. Uh, But this episode, I feel like, kind of writes the ship a little bit, kind of making it seem like our characters, you know, namely Xander, incorrectly left to the drug analogy earlier in the season, uh, which means that so did we, right? Because we were just beholden to whatever. We're having the experience through the characters. Xander and Buffy, I guess, have decided that it's, it's drugs. It's a one-to-one of drugs. And obviously yeah. the fucking withdrawal scenes in the shower and stuff didn't help any of that. Uh, but this episode really does oh make it God, seem right. like it was power all along. I mean, Xander does have that one throwaway line earlier in the season. Like, all that power has got to be, you know, intoxicating. Because um, Willow doesn't seem like she's under any influence. Kind of like you said, she seems lucid. She seems completely in control of herself. And she knows what she wants to do. And what she wants to do is fucking kill Warren. She's going to use magic to do it. But that's just kind of incidental because she, you know, she's not super, she doesn't have super strength. She doesn't have any other abilities. What she has is magic and she's going to kill this fucker. Uh, So what do you think? Do you think that Willow uh, is under the influence, the drugness of magic, and that's what makes her kill Warren? Or is this just a means to an end? Mm, I think it's both. I feel like it's like when you're like standing on the edge and she was like, you know, I don't I don't want to go over because then I can't come back and I have things that I care about on this side. But now that Tara has gone, like, I don't fucking care anymore. So I'm going to go over the edge mm. like she's no longer trying to hold herself back from that. Fair enough. So like even if there were an intoxicating element to it that she was keeping herself from now, that's a double whammy of like I need a tool to hurt Warren. And also I don't give a shit about holding anything back. Yeah. 
I need a tool to hurt Warren. This is the easiest way to do that. And now there's no reason for me to not do it. Yeah. Daniel, what do you think? Do you think that uh, Willow is in control of her faculties while she's doing this or she's just a victim of drug use? Well, as we just said, if she needs to be a victim of her faculties, then she can be cured, right? And that's like, that's what we would want as a viewer, right? She can be cured from this addiction um, because this is not actually the Willow that we know. Um, but I mean, we've made fun of that a lot, but I mean, I guess you kind of have to go with it, but I think as a tool, correct. Why is she not doing magic to begin with? It was only because of Tara. Tara's gone though. So fuck it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I'm going to use this. I'm going to fucking kill him. I know how to kill him. I can do it fast. I can do it great. I'm going to do it because I'm a cartoon Maybe, maybe if we could have made a commercial that was like, here's an egg. This is your brain. (laughs) Crack the egg. This is your brain on magic. (laughs) (laughs) Or perhaps it's the burden of parenthood. Notice how seriously you two have taken this egg thing. Well, I, in turn, have, uh, well, chosen a more balanced approach. So she just gotten it. an interesting kind of thing, I thought, uh, when they introduced Rack in the script, it says, Rack, comma, the hard magic supplier that Willow went to with Amy. And it did make me think, I guess for the first time, and maybe we talked about this in Smash and Rack, I just honestly don't remember, but... Uh, Maybe there is a certain level of spells that make you feel high, that mimic the sensations of being on heroin or whatever, right? So it's just a different caliber of spells. Like maybe some spells you're getting off on the power aspect, and that's what makes you makes you feel good is that you're powerful, you can do anything you want to. And that's certainly something that Willow goes for is whether or not she's intentionally doing it. When she was hanging out with Amy, she was doing that shit because she could and it was fun. It made her feel good that she could do it. Um, but may- when he's spinning her in her little ball or wherever and all that shit and she's on the ceiling, maybe there are some that make you feel euphoric, like mimic the sensations of drugs. It's like, you know, a whatever level three illusion spell that makes you feel like you're flying and higher than, than you know, literally higher and stuff. You know. So you well, that's what good. she did then. She, she went and did a shot of heroin by putting her fingers in that book. Yeah. That was her drug high. I mean, that's she probably knew that, like, that's why we don't go up to that thing, that that stuff is powerful. Like, I think that she has a respect for it, but the respect now is gone because there's no reason. Who cares if I die? I'm already dead inside. It doesn't matter. We'll just use it all. The both thing is a pretty good read. I think, yeah, I think there maybe if we're living in a world where some spells make you feel like you're on heroin and some spells hurt people, we can, and then some spells heal people and some spells are a barrier spell. Like, right? All those things exist. So maybe when Willow is going to rack or going to suck up these books, she's getting all of it at once, right? You go to rack, you're getting a mixed bag, man. You don't know what that shit's laced with. Some of it'll make you feel high, some of it'll make you accidentally shoot laser bolts. You, you don't know. Maybe that's all it's been this whole time is that, like, unless you're focused and dedicated and disciplined, magic is a mixed bag. And you get you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and then you have a magic witch, you know? Maybe it's um, literally just, like, what's on the tin that magic is drugs. And we're thinking about it as magic. All magic is street street drugs, but maybe magic is just prescription drugs pharmaceuticals yeah yeah yeah. where they have all have this very and, specific yeah so it's cause. like so there's magic yeah. that's tylenol and there's magic that's uh vicodin and there's magic that's heroin and you're fine if you're like chilling in the tylenol and you're not taking it too often and giving yourself liver damage but you know she was like dabbling with some maybe like gateway drugs and people <laughs> are like no if you you know, start doing opioids, you'll end up doing heroin, and you don't want to go that far. And she's like, give me the heroin, bitch! <laughs> that could I mean, be I think it. that's implied, right? That is totally what <laughs> I've been thinking the whole time. It's like, I mean, the way Tara talks about it, she is pro-magic, but mm-hmm. it's like the limits. They do talk about the limits. Buffy goes on about the limits in, in the episode, in this episode. Like, there are limits to this stuff. Otherwise, we could just do whatever we want. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it still won't work. Like, 
you'll go to the ends of the earth, but it still just is against nature. You cannot do it. And I think yeah. Tara understood that. And I think Willow has always been somebody that's pressing against that. And I think in this episode, she breaks and she's pressing against all of the norms about death and grief and everything that we think people are supposed to feel. She is just mad at Osiris. Probably She's mad at death. She is yep. like a God of War style. I am killing. <laughs> I'm going to kill death. Fuck it. I do not care. And however I got to do that, I'm going to do that. Because, I mean, obviously the drug thing is the one – It's but, man, what if you just did every drug in the world all at once? Yeah. And we haven't How even gotten to be? that yet. That's going to be in the next episode. Uh, that's what happens. Willow takes all yeah. the drugs in the world and it doesn't turn out great. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she has a bad fucking trip. But I guess that's – I think you are right. Maybe it was just there the whole time. We wanted to malign it so much. But it really yeah. was like everything in moderation and you are abusing yeah. these prescription drugs that You're are taking too much fine. Tylenol. Still find to malign it. I'm not taking anything oh, yeah, yeah. back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been thinking this the whole time, but it's like, yeah, I mean, they even said it this time. Your relapse or whatever, like, I mean, every time that fucking Xander says that, I do want to claw <laughs> my eyes out for no reason. It's nothing to do with my eyes. Relapse is a part of recovery. Relapse is a part of recovery. Relapse is a part of recovery. Never again can we talk about this, Xander. Shut oh, up. God. Relapse is a part of recovery. We understand that. We just have to figure a way to fix it. Okay, yeah, so speaking of uh, morality and the limits of what we can and can't do, we trot out our favorite line, we don't kill humans. Don't kill humans. Even if we put aside my favorite thing to bring up, which is the Knights of Byzantium, never forget, mm-hmm. and for the horsies, uh, does anyone remember when Buffy went to murder Faith and only didn't because she jumped out of a fucking window? Yeah. Buffy went after Faith. Who is human? Superhuman, whatever. Superhuman, superhuman, uh, but still a human. And why did she go after Faith? To literally kill her because she hurt her boyfriend. Like, that happened, Buffy. How quickly we forget. So, I almost called you Willow. Stacia. <laughs> uh, does Warren Mears deserve to die by human laws or other? Um, you know, in... The real world that we exist in in this podcast, uh, I don't believe in the death penalty. He should definitely go to jail, well, prison. Uh, in a Buffy Sunnydale world, yeah, he should die. <laughs> nice. Eye for an eye, Sunnydale world. Daniel, what do you think? I think we've all come down on that. Here's my little rant for, for you. I mean, I this was the one part that I thought the most about. I think I've been the biggest critic. I mean, we all have, but like, I've, it doesn't sense me. When she draws these lines for no reason. And I'm still mad about it. I definitely Because there's no consistency. There's no consistency. But I want to give her like the benefit of the doubt. So here's what I was saying. I like the show asking big questions. And this is Mm -hmm. a big question. And like Buffy, this version of Buffy, we don't kill humans, is something she's been saying at least since Faith years, if not from the beginning of the show. And I was like, you know, this is – there's a reason why that's in every religion – in the world, there's a reason that there's a push and pull against the death penalty. There's a reason that we feel powerless to death, you know, and Buffy spins that while they're sitting around together into a philosophy of there are limits to what we can do. And like I just said, I think Willow is like transgressing against those limits. She is raging against those limits. But Buffy, I think, sees herself as some kind of steward of those limits. She is a superhuman. She's a superpower. And I think that she like respects that maybe just intrinsically in a way that maybe Willow doesn't. And Willow is so powerful, but it's like chaotic power. Buffy claims uh, to Willow that killing Warren will destroy her. And we can talk about that as well. And Warren obviously does that very self-servingly, but also probably honestly. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people would say because I'm sure killing someone does change you. Um, I think that the episode does a good job, unlike other episodes, for that it makes us try, it asks us to evaluate our collective loss of Tara and what it would, 
what's at stake for us taking an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, right? I, I don't know if we need to. I, you might skip over it, but at least I did. I was like, I'm against the death penalty. I don't want people to die. But in this world, I do want them to die. So it is that reconciling of what we're doing. Obviously, it's a fictional world versus a real world thing. But if you're trying to like – if you're, you know, trying to bring all of that together, where do we stand? And I think the show does a good job of like pressing that issue. So cl- classically, Buffy, this episode I think does a great job, but as we know, canonically it doesn't. You brought up Faith. Uh, we brought it up <laughs> most recently with Stuart Burns' Philanderer. Not so right. much that he was a human being that got gang murdered by the Scooby <laughs> Gang. But it's doubly troubling to me because not to bring you know Toblin into this, but it's like when you racially other people. Like, you're basically saying that, like, if you're a demon, like we, we know Clem exists. We know there's just vampires drinking at bars. But if you're another, you can just be killed outright. It doesn't matter. But if you're a human, then we're going to go through the proper channels. And even where Xander's like, but sometimes it doesn't work. Buffy's like, institutionally, I respect everything here. You know, I respect <laughs> mm-hmm. the Sunnydale uh, municipal government that doesn't exist and has never worked in six years of my entire life. And it's destroyed much that I love. I'm surprised this house is still standing, but I support the institutions. It is a question, right? And they don't really kind of get into that too much. But I do find that troubling with the we don't kill humans thing. There's the other side of it where it's just free game. You just kill whoever you want. But I think this one does sit differently because this is like the first real test of Buffy's thing. Like I think Faith was pretty good. But like you could argue that I I guess it's quibbling, I guess. But like this one's a good one because it's not really like one to one to Buffy. So it's like, you know that this guy did a terrible thing to to me, but also killed my friend. And it's a pretty clear cut thing. I think anybody would say that this guy deserves to die. And Buffy says Warren's human. Don says so. And Buffy Mm -hmm. doesn't respond. The answer is so nothing. It doesn't matter. Xander says, I just, I've got so blood on my hands all day, blood from people I love. And Buffy says, I know. And now it has to stop. Full stop. Even Spike, unrelatedly, says later, bitch thinks she's better than me. And that has nothing to do with this, but I think that's an undercurrent. Faith would totally agree with that, right? Oh, yeah. And that sort of haughtiness and, and the weirdness of, like, the, the, the racializing on one hand. And also just you've definitely transgressed against that in the past. And you've killed humans, basically. You killed yeah. Philanderer, man. He could have gone to jail. What are we doing? He was in jail. <laughs> he can go back to jail. He can go back to Azkaban. Giles also <laughs> killed Ben Glory, ben. like Giles would not agree with this either. So it's weird. And I, but I kind of love it. And that's what I'm kind of getting to. I, like, I like that Buffy is trying to be a superhero. I respect that. And I think like it's changed a little bit of my perception. We've kind of talked about it in this episode too, where you have to go back in time and nobody comes out fully formed as a character. And so Buffy constantly saying that we don't kill humans and she keeps making mistakes. I like that she keeps saying it. I think that she genuinely believes it because she is a superhero. And I think like you could easily snuff Warren out in five minutes, take his wad of cash and pay your debt collectors and be good for life. Mm-hmm. But she's a superhero and she she knows or decides. And again, I don't think Giles would agree. I don't think Spike would agree. I don't think anybody agrees. She decides that this is more important, standing up for this ideal. And I think that's a really brave thing like i think that she passes this test and going back i still do not agree with her i want to make that clear but i i respect her for standing up for her what she believes and i think in this episode she does a really good job of showcasing that in a very hard time um whereas in other episodes i think she falters and fails and she just kind of is like we can't do it and then she doesn't it's like i'll never again it never happened (laughs) you know we have too many examples of that and that's why the show is classic and it's ridiculous and we love it but but people make mistakes but she never just says 
oh, it is easier to just kill people. I could just kill people. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Like I faith mean, it, is, you know? It's it's human to, to waver uh, on your morals and in the heat of the moment make the decisions that maybe you wouldn't make if you weren't under duress. Buffy is absolutely supposed to be a lawful good character. She's supposed to do good for goodness sakes. There's supposed to be clear rules in this world, and she is supposed to abide by them. I think it's interesting that you bring up that, uh, like, transposing, that's probably not the right word, comparing that to Willow, um, mm. who now has all the power that Buffy has and more. As we'll see. Uh, But she doesn't have the responsibility. Buffy came into this power where the first thing you get is a babysitter that says. Big book. With with great power comes great responsibility. Your first and foremost mission is to protect all humans. And then has nothing but training and lessons and training and lessons about upholding that ideal. Whether or not she falters and fails is one thing, but that's supposed to be the mission statement no matter Mm. what. We protect humans. We're supposed to save the world, and the world in this case means humans. So it is absolutely great for her to stand up for that. Whether or not we agree is kind of moot. What I also find interesting is that just next season, we will get Buffy saying, I am the law. Like taking that idea to its extreme of not only am I supposed to uphold this thing, but if you disagree with me, I don't give a fuck and you better fall in line because I'm the one tasked with this. It's me. My rules are the right rules. And like to become this like in unwavering, can't understand anyone else to be this totally turned off, unempathetic machine to even have this conversation anymore after we've had it so many times with so many instances. You know, we had DMAF in season three and we have Ben and we have now now this Warren situation. It's interesting. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how that unravels in season seven, but I'll probably forgot, forget to pay attention along no, the way and just be I shocked mean, when she says it. I don't think we will, but I think just understanding the evolution, that's something I never took into account before. And it's like, that's cool. And the evolution of this, I mean, just like I was saying with the, you know, you can single out people for extermination, essentially. You can also go the other way where it's like, you're not allowed to ever do anything without my say, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And whatever I decide on this any given day, and I've been inconsistent as fuck, go watch the show. But I will make the decision and then I'll call it whatever I want to. I'll say that I'm upholding humans by killing that human. And you'll, who can say otherwise? I liked, I really liked... Daniel, that you brought up uh, Ben, because I wasn't thinking about that as an instance, because I, you know, I always think about it as killing glory. But that's right. the thing in, that Giles drew such a underline under, and that I think is really interesting in this episode because Buffy is the hero, and to be the hero, she has to have a black and white world. You don't kill humans. And that's as far as it goes. That's like that's her line in the sand and she can't have any gray area creep into that where it's like even if it means killing one human to save the world, like she can't be that person. She has to have her hard boundaries like whereas everyone else I think exists in this gray world. And this is probably why Spike is struggling with her, too, is like, can't you understand? (laughs) Like, I'm not a bad person just because I'm not human. Right. Like she. She holds that, you know, like, humans are good, everything else is bad, therefore, Spike, you're bad, therefore, Warren, I can't kill you, when it's like she can't recognize that it's like, even if you are a demon, you're not necessarily a bad person, you don't necessarily deserve to die, just like, even if you are human and you have a soul, you can still be evil, which, you know, Warren would fall on the side of, and if it had been a demon that had done what Warren did, Buffy wouldn't have hesitated. So what's the difference um, which makes it really tough because you do have, <laughs> you do kind of need Buffy to have this like line in the sand, but at the same time, it's like you also need the Giles that don't mm-hmm. to actually get the dirty work done to let Buffy be the hero. Um, 
And I think this is kind of the issue where it's like, you can't just put Warren in prison. <laughs> Warren needs to die. And Buffy, you're not going to do it. Willow kind of has to do it. And she and, will. <laughs> and, and she will. And she wants to. Yeah. And if it wasn't her, it would have been um, Anya. Because it would have been Willow saying, I wish that Warren was flayed alive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which makes like, it a whole another complicated fucking Yeah, mess. but you kind of, like... It's almost it's interesting because it's like on one hand it's almost like Buffy's sort of forcing these people to do these things that she herself wouldn't stoop so low to do without like acknowledging that that's a requirement for her to live in this world that she's living in. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm like saying no, no, this very well, but it just it's interesting because Kelly was saying you know it's human nature to stumble even if she wasn't entirely consistent. But the one thing that we have seen with Buffy is that every single time she has strayed. From her, you know, hero pedestal, it has gone badly for her. Like, the show made it clear it did not approve of her going after Faith. The show has made it clear it does not approve of her having sex with Spike. The show, you know, made it clear that, you know, when she went bad and tried to seduce Xander to say, wouldn't you wish that I'd thank you for saving my life? Like, that's a bad Buffy. Buffy doesn't do that. Um, So, it's interesting because even when... She's like, this is my line. You don't kill humans. I know I'm going over. I'm going to be bad Buffy. Like, she can never quite get there. (laughs) And the times that she thought that she was even partially responsible, she's lost it. Yeah. She melted down over DMAF. She melted down Mm -hmm. over Katrina when she thought she killed Katrina. Mm -hmm. I mean, so recently we had to have that same conversation of instead of Faith saying it, Spike saying it. Mm -hmm. Like, what is one person against all the ones you saved? Warren could be just another one. What is this one guy who's a bad guy against all of these people? He's not an innocent. He's a bad dude. Well, it's, but I think that like the state, like I'm like, I just come back to that. They, they talked about the courts, the laws, judges, I mean, basically implying these institutions. The Slayer's been around forever. Did like the first Slayer, like if she saw a human kill somebody, did she just like run around pretending she couldn't touch the human, right? No, she fucking probably <laughs> I killed didn't the see human. It. Oh my God, I'm, I didn't I'm see waiting that. for the police force yeah. to be created in, uh, you know, with a thousand years to, so they yeah. can arrest this man. Like, what are we talking about? I feel like we've like lost it because. I, they obviously live in the world, but like I don't know why they care about the government. But you're comparing Old laws. Testament to New Testament here. <laughs> you can't look at the original in Slayer and say, "Well, if they did it, Buffy can." Um, but I mean, humans uh, have been fucking around with this shit for a long time. What did yeah. they do back in the day? Like, I mean, surely they killed humans. Why? Why are we now not doing it? But maybe it's because we're civilized. We—that's not what yeah. we do anymore. It's like so we, we can hand them over to the state. We're fine anymore. to put them in jail to be sentenced, right? So all of that is fine. So Buffy would probably be fine with that, going through the state killing him. That's cool. That would be cool for her. But me yeah, that's killing human him. justice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because it does. You have someone who becomes their own, you know, judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, it can get dark really fast. And I mean, obviously, Buffy is that when it comes to demons. But if she was doing that when it came to humans too. Uh, well, one, she would be really fucking busy. But <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Two, it would get dark really fast. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to say about Buffy and her like uh, morals or whatever, I think her one actual blind spot wasn't going after Faith, wasn't DMF, wasn't any of that. It was Angel because she knew Angel was dangerous. She knew he didn't have a soul and she let him kill Jenny. Jenny anyways. Jenny. Ooh, <laughs> sure did. Forgot about Jenny. Sure wow. Did. Yeah, How could Jenny. you? How could you? Oh, no, I was going to say, it's almost a one-to-one, right? Like, her and Giles break up because of this thing they can't get over. Mm. They get finally get back together. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, and I was just going to say, you could almost make the case that, like, 
Willow maybe wouldn't have snapped if it wasn't for Buffy's haranguing before. Like, I think her being like, we're good people, we don't hurt people, and then Warren bringing it right back. Because literally, right after he says that, she's like, bored. I'm bored now because I've been Mm. lectured twice today. Yeah. And I don't want to be lectured again. So it's almost like Buffy sort of sowed the seed. I don't want to blame it on her. (laughs) But, you know, it's like, but it's that thing where we're talking about where it's like, if you don't listen, right, you're constantly hearing every single one of those people, including Dawn. It's like, he should die. Like every one of them is like fucking kill this guy, fucking kill this guy, and and now Willow has been on that t- team too. Fucking kill this guy. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? She understands and she supports Buffy, but now she's so powerful that she's like, well, you know what? I don't have to listen to Buffy now, and I, I got the lecture again. And fuck that. I hate hearing the lecture, but now I can do something about it, and I will. And she does. Well, if you do this, you let Warren destroy you too. You said it yourself, Will. The magic's too strong. There's no coming back from it. I'm not coming back. Well, please, please, we'll get through this together. We won't. Not your way. Please, just no. No more talking. It's done. I mean, you got to kind of wonder a little bit. I think that's why Faith is so interesting. I know people don't like Faith as much as I like Faith, but like an Unleashed Slayer, man, if you didn't have that code built into you or beat into you or trained into you of you don't kill people, that's a weapon, man. That's a weapon. Like, and Willow is that. I'm a weapon now, man. No one's going to tell me no because I'm the biggest badass on the planet. Nothing can stop me. He's just like, that's so good. I wish Buffy could let it loose, but she just can't. She's too good. But you could that's also recognize that the, that the Watcher is also out there doing the dirty work. Like, it, it, she probably doesn't know that he that G- that Giles killed Ben, right? Like, that's not Nobody he yeah. knows, I don't think, yeah. Well, I think he said, well, he said it to someone, like, Spiker. Not yet. I don't think so. Yeah. Right afterwards. Oh, I think it was Xander. Oh, oh, yeah, because he does say she can never know. Or something yeah. Like that, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. She can never know. I think we should let her know. I think that if the Slayer can, instead of being unleashed, it can be a nuanced person. I, I just don't know why she would, she needs to be spared from all of that because that's what creates these, like, I mean, a superhero person, like, I get why she's the archetype, but if you want a more well-rounded, like, maybe more practical person that's not as dogmatic, then if yeah. she knew that Giles killed him, she, she'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess there are instances. <laughs> I guess this is one of, of them. Yeah. I mean, that's why Superman's boring, because he always does the right thing, and he has all the powers and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to interrupt your me time. Not even to buy the guy who killed the Slayer a drink. What's that? Uh, so, I was curious. Clearly, I've made my feelings known. But, uh, Daniel, let's start with you, because mm. I never start with well, you. Okay. Do you think that the way that people react to finding out Tara's dead uh, is, I don't want to say appropriate, but like, Hmm. do you think it's strange at all? There's a lot of, I feel there's a lot of instances in this episode where people just like have bizarre reactions. Again, where that like not enough thing. So like. Or like Dawn fading to white type of thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, she's reacting appropriately. We just don't get to see that reaction. Oh, sure. Sure. Right outside the bus, I guess, is the first time we find out, right? Willow pops out of the car and uh, have the squeezing Willow's, <laughs> squeezing Warren's eye out of the socket. Right. And then she tells them uh, Tara's dead. You know, he when he shot at Buffy, he hit her too. Um, right. Willow, or God damn it, Buffy does break down. SMG does almost get there for a second where she's like, oh my God, Tara. And Xander's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, but he, he's always kind of acted like that, though. I mean, it's hard to nitpick people's, like, the way that they react. I mean, I think it's more just probably an acting thing over anything else. Yeah, do you, that's what I'm just trying to... I'm curious what the root of that is. Also, do you think that their closeness plays a factor, too? Like, they were all friends with Tara, sure, but it's not like 
like Willow's relationship with her, clearly. Do you think that that's maybe like the way Nicholas Brandon handle it and everything? That maybe that is a normal reaction? Again, chalk maybe. it up to shock. They're dealing with a lot right now. Yeah, true. Or he's like, that's one more freeloader gone. I don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't she, know what it's I mean, I think that we have seen instances where Xander has a strong emotional response to a situation. Um, see the last couple of episodes when Anya has sex with Spike. Yeah, fair enough. So I think that he could. It, he, it really does feel like Nicholas Brennan just didn't show up for this episode. <laughs> like, they just put his twin in and they were like, I don't know, do your best. Shit, it could be. It could be Kelly this whole time. We don't know. <laughs> My guess is that they're trying to play the not melodramatic role, too. Like, they're trying to thread this needle that's made up completely in their own heads. And I think that they want it to be, like, grounded in real life. And then they have the stupid Buffy stuff that exists already. And it's like, I kind of would like melodrama. I, would, I wouldn't mind them actually, like, breaking down and, like, showing some emotion. But yeah. Maybe they're like, eh, we got to keep it a little bit less crazy like nick don't go fucking nuts and you know bowl over although that you might do maybe the character would do that i mean because he would definitely know that like this is my best friend and she what she's going through look at her oh my god like it would definitely try to comfort her at least like you don't have to break down but like willow i'm so sorry like try to hug her try to do anything react we just don't see that i mean you got to believe that he maybe has hopefully i don't know things are happening pretty fast kelly 24 hours yeah we're moving i know chalk it up to shock man that's all i can do i mean maybe they just cut it out because there wasn't time but it oh. Here comes a new challenger! See, nope, furious again. There's not time, there's not time, but we can go to fucking Africa. We can we can talk to fucking stupid fit it all Andrew in. and Jonathan Matthew in the prison. Broderick. Oh, yeah, we had a, that Broderick. conversation. We've got a semi to ride. I forgot that happened. Stacia said, is this where she rides at the semi? And I was like, what are you talking about? And then <laughs> like a ton of bricks and hit me. Oh my God! Or possibly she rides a semi. A witch riding a semi. <laughs> I don't know what the you're next two about, episodes so. are gonna be terrible. Oh my god, what a hater! <laughs> they might be great. I think they're gonna be. Just fine. We gonna see Giles again? I know. I thought that was Giles the end of this episode. Cannot save this. The touching moment on top of the dilapidated Boo, Kelly. black Boo. church. I just like. Don't be a hater. You haven't watched him yet. Boo. <sighs> Season so six for the win. Mad. So mad. Anyway, I just yeah, I just think this could have been handled a lot differently, man. I just think we could have. I mean, a lot of course, of course. I, I, most episodes of Buffy could be handled a lot differently. <laughs> Fair enough. This is no different. Except for bad eggs, which is perfect. Hello. Hello. Or restless. Perfect. And then the doc tells the doctor that there's a man that's attached to my ass. Uh, <laughs> so more on the the chalk it up to shock situation. Um, I was going to give Xander a hard time, but luckily you made me rewind it because I never caught it. He does ask Willow when she comes right out of, like, when she first comes out of the house and they're getting into the ambulance at the very beginning. He does say, Willow, oh my God, are you okay? Because he notices the blood for a second, but he doesn't stop to be like, what? Again, he's busy. He's got to get the ambulance. That's fair. He's That's totally busy. fair. He's um, busy. One thing that, that Buffy said, and again, in the moment, I get it, all these things in the moment, but she does say, I can't understand what you must be going through. I guess this isn't the time to bring up the fact that we, uh, Killed Angel in season two. She killed Angel in season two. She knows exactly what Willow was going through because she also had to lose the person Do she loved in a very dramatic way. No. Do you think she wants That's to hear that? Different. I know what you're talking about. I killed my boyfriend once and I'm fine now. And <laughs> yeah. you'll be fine too. Like, I don't think, no, you're not going to say that. Yeah. Not the what, time. What the, I get it. I get what it. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Why doesn't Dawn call fucking 911 as soon as she gets in that room? It's an Why affecting would she scene. call 911? She's going to jail. Call some... She's going to jail? Oh, I mean, Don's going to... <laughs> Don's going to jail. I mean, there's no... Ex- there's a dead body in your house, and you don't know how I got there. Okay, Don. <laughs> Do you have an ID, young girl? 
Oh, you're one and a half? You're going to jail. <laughs> you're not <laughs> real. You're just a baby. It just seems bizarre that she wouldn't call anybody. And then the last thing was like the chalk it up to shock thing, I guess, because, you know, whatever, is uh, we talked about it kind of, we wish the scene with the flying was creepier, but I wonder if almost just acting or dialogue could have saved that too. Network limitations with special effects aside, mm-hmm. they just don't react. They just like don't react. A man just lost all of his skin, kept his pants. I get it. That makes it a little goofy, but like they just don't react. Well, they don't. I don't think they care about Warren. I think they care about Willow. And I mean, mm-hmm. they did. They were like, I mean, even Xander, I thought Xander had the best reaction, which is like, what the. And then, yeah, I mean, but then, but I just feel like, again, it's weird to talk about that stuff because I just, it's shock, but it's also like, they've seen this stuff before. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know. How many flayed bodies do you think they've seen? Plenty. They're fine. But they're flayed flayed them. That's tough. How would you react if I was standing in the woods and I had just flayed a man and then brought him to a crisp and disappeared? You'd be like, what what the fuck, Stacia? What the fuck Would you you have, like, come running at me when you started screaming? Would you have, like... Yeah, I mean, I think maybe running up to them being like, you know, Willow, no, Willow, no, stop. Like, Okay, but it would have been too late at that point. Well, they were there seconds before it happened. But they, they didn't know happen. she was going to flay him. <laughs> That's true. It did happen very Conspiracy quickly. theory, Kelly, they're not in the same room. She literally just did like a little <laughs> flick motion and he's gone. <laughs> That's yeah, it. <laughs> but yeah, Daniel is right. They're not in the Blocking same and they're spacing, Kelly. Time. We need to have the nice, Blocking we got to show spacing. the flayed man and we move on. Yeah. Okay, you're talking about enough. TV. Your your biggest problem here is the limitations of television, and this one being a very specific. This is very network TV to me, and I, mm. I, I'm fine with that. I'm just like the, the buffiness of this is what makes it good for me. But uh, yeah, I think the buffiness. You want it to be a much more serious, uh, yeah. the, and they can do that. They've done it before. But yeah, it's like, do you want the body part two? I'm sure that was another question for them. Do they want yeah. the body part two? And I, you got to think that probably dilutes the body. If you just mm-hmm. do body part two. So I'm sure that was a, a question and they decided not to do it. Yeah. And you can always get a pass, I suppose, with that. This is Buffy's show. So we'll do that for Buffy's mom. Uh, but, but we, I mean, do that for, maybe, for but they're all part of our family. We love them all equally. Well, then if they were, they should have given Willow this fucking episode. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> this should have they happened did. before Joyce died. Warren. Doesn't count. I'm sorry. What about Joyce dying? Oh, they should have had this happen before Joyce died. And then Joyce could have had the bad episode. That wasn't. It's what she deserved. Where Buffy's following Warren out into the woods and flaying him. (laughs) Oh man! It wasn't an aneurysm. It was Warren all. I I don't even know what the one to one of that's going to be. Tara died of the aneurysm. Oh oh, no! See again, that's tough. Get the weird disease and give it to the gay person, and they just die. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. But see, I feel like I like that the body is the body and this is not the body. Me too. Because the body, it's like, it's pure grief. There was nothing you could have done. It was like truly a natural end and it sucks and you kind of have to sit with that. Here it's not that because it wasn't like, it might have been a human ending like Osiris said, but it wasn't a natural ending in the sense that Tara wasn't meant to die right now. And so you're not just going to have grief and sadness. You're going to have the rage. And And I think you would immediately go into that because otherwise that's admitting Tara is dead and your whole world's fucking destroyed. (laughs) So literally let's go destroy the world. Make everyone feel as shitty as I do. I don't want it to be sunny out. (laughs) (laughs) How dare anyone have a good day? (laughs) Tara is dead. (laughs) I'm going to write a semi and end the world. (laughs) I would do it too. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we could. I wish we let everybody feel their pain. It just doesn't come off. Hear me. Keeper of darkness. Wish. How dare you invoke Osiris in this task? Please. 
Please bring her back. You may not violate the laws of natural passing. How? How is this natural? It is a human death by human means. But I... You raised one killed by mystical forces. This is not the same. She is taken by natural order. It is done. No, there has to be a way. It is done. No! I don't think we have to recreate the, the beats of the body. I still think we can have Willow go on the warpath. For me, it's like... She doesn't go to the hospital. Buffy sa- like Buffy doesn't need her to come save her, and Willow just goes on her thing. And then they find out, like they find Warren's body after the fact, and they find out all at once that Willow fucking killed, skidded Warren and and killed him. And they don't know why quite yet, but then they find out everything just comes collapsing. Like, oh my god, Tara's dead. Willow killed a person. Holy shit! We have to deal with this all at once instead of like this weird yeah. chopped up thing. You so. could reverse the the. I'd like that. I, that actually would be really nice. Where we see Willow and what she's doing, we know why she's doing it, but they don't quite know. But they don't and know. So they yeah. find the body in the woods and they're like, "Whoa, that's fucked up." That what happened? Yeah. And then they can come home and basically do the shot of seeing Will- Tara there, mm-hmm. and maybe Willow's just in Dawn's position, sitting there watching her, and it's like, "Hey, buddy, what you been doing?" It's like, "Oh, I killed Warren. One, one down." <laughs> One down. <laughs> or something like that as she walks out the yeah, room yeah. and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That would be so good. I don't know. Anyway. Something, I don't know. Anyway. Fanfic. Put it in your fanfics, everyone. Put Send it, it to us. At Beat me Send pod. me some recommendations. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's where I'm getting to. Send me all of your fanfic recommendations about these wonderful writers that made this episode better, made this happen, handled Willow's Griefs a lot better. You can send that to us at Beat me pod everywhere. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com, that contains notes about our episodes. It also has a link to a playlist that I make for everyone, just for you, just for you, dear listener, that contains any songs that are in our episodes of this podcast, as well as any the songs that are in the episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that are available on Spotify. Uh, if you don't want to follow the link on our website, you can go to Spotify and search Beat Me Hyphen Funtime Playlist for Podcast Fans Season 6. She got it right! Beautiful. Excellent. Do that if you like music on Spotify and Buffy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and us. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to like us. <laughs> I mean, I have been yelling at you this whole time. That's song. true. We've been trying to tamper <laughs> I'm glad that. this episode's about over. She's been cranky at me for a week. <laughs> Just every day I come home. I've watched I've watched this episode so many times, too, because I'm hoping... Like, a lot of the times when I think an episode's really shitty, or sometimes even really good when it doesn't deserve it, after watching it a, bu- a bunch of times and just kind of sitting with it, watching it again, just like, okay, I have a better, more rational picture about it. Every single time I watched this episode, I was like, fuck this! <laughs> every time! <laughs> just never got better so anyway wild not that i haven't been doing enough of it already but let's go ahead and start with the yelling well i thought the weirdness the upside downness of this episode where everything none of the parts quite fit together started immediately with the paramedics i was like these don't belong here we don't have paramedics in sunnydale and not the best Um, extras i gotta say sorry they're trying Oh, and then I wrote, uh, GSW, nice job pretending you're a real EMT. (laughs) (laughs) I know the words. Yeah, man, wow. Buffy fails as a medical drama. Oh, yeah. Hard. (laughs) Definitely the worst medical drama I've seen. Are you coming? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, with that face. (laughs) Poor mustache guy. They just got, like, a literal normal van and put a red stripe on (laughs) it and some 911 stickers, and they're like, it's an ambulance! (laughs) Get in my my van, you little (laughs) girl.
Oh God, Daniel. Uh, I mean, the ending was super good. I, I, I definitely want to say like um, I, the horror elements, they, they do so well sometimes. Um, and I wish that they did it this time. Uh, you're totally right. And the axe thing. Holy shit. I was blown away by that. I did not realize she was going to get hit by the axe. It was fucking awesome. And then just rising up backwards so like funny. that. So <laughs> scary. Um, here's here's where controversially I'm going to say I really I wanted it to be a horror film. I want everything that you you want, Kelly. I want as well. And I've wanted that all the time. I'm on record as well. But I respect that the show committed to the absurdity of the trio and have <laughs> they produced the golden sitch. That's a they fucking bomb. <laughs> they flubbered her. They <laughs> like, I'm glad they did it. I mean, it was fucking dumb, but it's the trio, right? That's what we're doing. And he keeps saying, oh, you've heard of us. The trio. It's like, no one's ever heard of it. So that's kind of the joke. It's all good. So for me, it works. Uh, but yeah, I do wish that it was definitely a lot scarier. I wish it wasn't war, and I wish it wasn't the trio. Like I would erase the trio in general and move on yeah. from that and rewrite the whole season differently. But you know, that's yeah, me. we can't keep going down that road. Can't go down that then road. It's not the different show, anymore, show. I guess. Different show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he even throws a pokeball as I like you know, in the plot. Yeah. He says capture. He throws a pokeball and says capture. She's like, come on, what are we doing here? What are we doing, That's awful. guys? That's awful. I just—it's all me just ranting more. Nicholas Brandon sucks too. Too many cuts. The, the score immediately sucks. Dun dun dun. Like terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay. Uh, I do like the bar vampire. I don't know what it was. It's. Sh- it struck me really a lot. Like, it really felt like a cool fantasy world. For the first time when we walked into that demon bar, it really felt like those characters were autonomous people hanging out in a real world. Warren walked into an actual bar full of vampires. I like the, the fact that he had stubble because we don't often see vampires with facial hair because I'm sure it's hard to do it with the prosthetics and everything. I, th- I thought that was great. And he seemed like a real character. He just seemed like an asshole sitting at a bar. Like, I don't know. Something really touched me about that. Great job. Vampire. Great guy. makeup too. Great makeup mm-hmm. as well. Excellent. Uh, just jumping back to the first scene with the paramedics, <laughs> I was just wondering why didn't Xander? He's at this house with um, a slayer and two witches, and I know Willow's off the magics at the moment, but your slayer gets shot, and your first thought is, I run inside and I call nine one one. Not I run inside and I yell for Willow and Tara to come yes. heal Buffy. Do you not know any healing spells? It seems as if everyone could do magic if they have the right words. As we've seen, Xander don't speak Latin in front of the books. Why does not anyone know like a simple healing spell to at least stop her from bleeding out? I was just like incensed thinking about this. Yeah, why don't you take it up with Red but, Shirt Richard? But the problem is, far away. you couldn't because then Xander would have immediately realized that Tara was dead. Yes, <laughs> the plot demands yes. you not know how to heal people with magic. But yeah, healing spells, healing spells. And we're talking about the that w- magic is just the pharmaceuticals. Uh, of uh, a mystical world. Oh yeah, yeah. Who is not popping the painkillers? Come on, man! Someone's give get him that a Tylenol. Shit give him a Pepto Bismol spell. Yeah, absolutely. Goddamn. Anyway, Daniel. Uh, I mean, I'm just, just to get it out of the way, A plus for Trachtenberg. Another great episode for absolutely. her. Absolutely. I wish was the she was highlight. Yeah. In it more, but her like low key, not only blank stare with Tara, the, the reveal that she's in the room was beautiful. Um, I guess I'll tag on another one of my yellings on that. I, I really I'm kind of annoyed minorly that they didn't also show Xander have the same view of Tara that that Buffy got and Dawn got where Over we the saw yeah. them walking through the bed. And we saw I liked it, though, because Xander, we saw him do it. But from his point of view, but I don't know why I wish they just re- the repetition there. I wish they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would have been just tidier but that's just me but anyways uh, Tractor Bird was great and her in that scene was excellent and I just love the idea of her hanging out with Clem it's really cute and then I didn't want to leave her alone just broke me it's just it's too much she's so good at being sad 
so good, man. Yeah, acting wise, Trachtenberg and fucking Jeff Kober for me were absolutely mm-hmm. the highlights. And you gotta give it to um, Adam Bush too, the guy that plays Warren. He did a good job mm-hmm. for oh, being Warren. Job. Like he, you hated him, and he was he spoke quickly, and he was nervous, and like he did a good job. And it's it's weird to not be like Sarah Michelle Gellar. She didn't have the opportunity, really. We didn't give her. This episode just so all over the place. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Sorry. Uh, we had to CG the books. We had to CG we the flying books. We, we couldn't just have someone in the fucking rafters chucking real oh, books. Come we had to CG on. What are you them. Talking about? That would have been so much more fun. Like We're just imagine books. a couple of stage hands, like people just like throwing real books. I think that'd be so much more fun. Whatever, haters. <laughs> the new millennium. <laughs> WandaVision would still CG the books, Kelly. This oh, is ahead of its time. WandaVision would be laser beaming fighting already. <laughs> already. Uh, yes, yeah, Asia. Uh, Osiris's receptionist looks like Calabar from Halloween Town. <laughs> I don't know which one came first, but. Maybe it is. Calabar was first. Calabar was definitely first. Yeah, it would be first. Plagiarism. Yeah. Buffy. Yeah, right. Putting you on notice. <laughs> he got her and it's not working. We've lost. We've. Ow. Uh, Jonathan and Andrew talk about Matthew Broderick. So I was sure. like, mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? So they want the Ferris Broderick back. Ferris Bueller's day Ferris off. Bueller's day uh, Instead of the Broadway Matthew. And I was like, okay, what's he doing during this era? Broderick in this 2000 era was, of course, in Godzilla, the awful Godzilla movie. Right. Uh, and he was also Inspector Gadget. But then he did step away to do the producers. The producers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I, I want to see Andrew in the future be pissed off that he then did the producer movie. So it's like, oh, that hasn't existed. The worst yet. of them. No, which is terrible. I understand. I didn't see the play, but I understand from watching the movie what he means yeah. about it feels cold. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a cold theater <laughs> performance brought to the stage, which he just wants the old Ferris back. I'm sure Broderick, although I looked it up, I thought Broderick maybe stepped away, but he was doing at least one movie every year. He's done one movie every year, except for like four years um, <laughs> since, you know, 1980. So he's, he's a working artist, there. man. I like that he's, he lives in the Buffy verse. Yeah, it's fun. They respect his war games role as well. They do. They do. Um, back to the shitty ER. You want to talk about melodrama. Like, we didn't want to do that to our characters. We didn't want to do melodrama. The, the, all this ER bad medical procedural shit is the most melodrama. Like, it is so soapy, complete with shitty score. Sorry, I cannot stop pointing it out. Thomas Waker, you failed us. You failed everybody. But yeah, talk about melodrama. We could get there, clearly. We're okay with it, so just let fucking Xander cry. Anyway. Stop the bleeding. Where? Near the left ventricle. <laughs> you can't even see the fucking heart. You're just touching her chest. She's still fully clothed. Oh my god. Sorry. Uh, that's not my yelling. I just. Um, oh, I know that Kelly shit on the scene quite a lot, but I actually like the scene between Jonathan and Andrew. I <laughs> thought it was cute, uh, especially when Jonathan's like, "Oh yeah, he's a nice murderer." <laughs> Like, Andrew, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And your aunt who won't return your one phone call? Yeah. (laughs) She was out of town. (laughs) They're not allowed to make jokes. (laughs) See, you liked it too. If it had been any other episode, you would have been fine with it. Yeah. This is inappropriate. (sighs) But they don't know Tara's dead. (laughs) They're just being their little loser selves in jail. That's true. They get a pass. Uh, my first reaction to Dark Willow, like showing up at the hospital or ambulance or wherever we're saying delivery room, um, next to Buffy, um, to me, this was like, a, uh, presages what happens to Fred, like Fred dies, uh, spoiler yeah. alert in Angel, and then she becomes Hilaria and she's like still Fred, like, you know, it's Fred, but it's Hilaria but not, and yeah. 
they're just hanging out with your friends and there's moments where you're like, oh, look at our friends. Uh, who the fuck's that? Oh, that's Fred, Ilari, of course. And so like looking at the scene in the thing where she's like Dark Willow, you're like, hmm, this feels familiar, but also foreign. <laughs> very strange. Also very wrong. Something is wrong and I don't know Which why. Which I liked. I thought that was really effective. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is weird. Things are weird. And then she turns to her and she's like, I, in the uh, doppelgangerland, right? That that was erased from their memories. They don't remember that board now. Uh, like all of that was never. The a, wish is the wish was erased from their memories, but doppelgangerland happened in universe. Oh, doppelgangerland. I'm sorry. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. The wish. Right, right. Mm-hmm. My bad. So they know who Vamp Willow is, but none of the other stuff they know. Uh, so, so they she could the reference that and there. be like, "Why are you Vamp Willow?" Yeah. And then she could be like, "I'm gonna kill you now." <laughs> How dare you call me that? So while we're talking about Dark Willow, I, I'm curious. Do either of you? Uh, how do you feel about the look of, of Dark Willow, Stacia? Um, I think it comes off cheesy. Dana, what do you think? I think it's okay. I think did they want to do it differently than than Doppelgangerland Willow? Like they didn't want to make it as vampire-y? Like is this more witchy? I don't know if I could say it's more witchy, but it looks really vampire-y. It does. Especially with her like widow's peak and the dark hair. It's very like a Dracula oh, sure. Sure. Uh, moment. <laughs> I think she kind of only has that look, and because we saw her in Doppelgangerland as a vampire, I think it's impossible to, to not have it. Unless you make her a haggard ghost character that haunts people in the woods, which they could have done, right? I mean, if you think, went that distance, you could have grayed her hair out or something. I don't know. Yeah. More witchy. Uh, I mean, I think the hair change and the eye change is fine. It's the costume change. Mm. Because you see her hair and her eyes change when she like sucks up all the words from the book fine the ink is in her hair now and she's evil great she still had the bloody shirt on but then she took time out of hunting warren to like go put on her super villain outfit Mm -hmm. like she just like had that in the back of the closet just in case that's that that comes off as really hokey to me like if she just stayed in the same bloody shirt the whole time that would have been better well i was gonna say it's also more embarrassing because you know that she had about three or four dark willow costumes and that Mm -hmm. they kept showing up in the closet and tara got rid of them and this is the one that she decided (laughs) to bury away oh no for for a rainy day they kept that vamp willow corset for sure Mm. sexy time sexy time that's true (laughs) tara would be fine with that but it is embarrassing that willow uh kept this one of all the ones to really pack away um, yeah, I think this is just stuff. more of my not enough, not far mm-hmm. enough. I mean, the woman's hairline is her hairline. She's got a widow's peak. It is what yeah. it is. But like, yeah, you picked this outfit. Either you went home and you got it with your fucking girlfriend's dead body there to change real quick, mm-hmm. or you magicked into this one, which makes it even more of a choice. Like, you could have picked anything in the whole world, and you picked to magic yourself into this outfit. I, it's just like, go ahead. I wish they showed that. I, that would have been really affecting if she walked back in. And mm-hmm. like just like stepped around her body and put yeah, up, just like, oh, that, that oh, right. there. Yeah, that would have been really. That's dark what I'm really saying. Heavy. Again, like more, yeah. more showing, less telling. Like, like show us. Like, if you want her to be disaffected, make her fucking disaffected. Nothing matters. I'm not talking. I don't care. If you're in my way, I will deal with you. But other than that, just fucking scary. You want Undertaker Jason vibes? Totally. And they're like hinting at the disaffection. So that would be a great scene where it's like she would feign disaffection right like she does care and she we would see her tearing up we would see her like trying not to look at it it i mean it's they talk about that in the body it becomes an it right you try not to look at her and you step around her and you could tell that she's stealing herself but she's still there so that would make killing warren even 10 times worse right because the board now tells us she's gone right so at that point she would still be there but then we would see later that she's gone because even the board now thing it's like 
I don't know. It happens. I hate so that fast. line. I wish I that there line. was more. I think it's cheesy I like as fuck. I hate it. I like it. I like it too. I like it. I think it's great. Maybe the delivery. I think it's fun because you're just immediately like, oh, Willow's not here anymore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's a throwback. It's a callback. We yeah, love it. it's so good. Just the delivery. That's what I'm saying. Something about it. It's just not quite right. It's not quite enough, man. I don't know. I just it's like... not supposed to be enough anything. That's the whole thing. She's bored. Yeah. Bored. And she's evil. She like you know. Well, she's got lectured twice. I mean, as I said before. Well, and then like, she that was already it. It was did like the thing now. that she wanted to do with Warren. Like, flaying him was just an afterthought. She's like, I'm over this. Get rid of it. I'm moving on to the next thing. Like, this wasn't even... I guess that's... Maybe Maybe that's my entire problem. Maybe they make her a villain instead of an upset, powerful person. Well, yeah, she's supposed to be a villain. I know. I guess I hate that. That's what I said, is that yeah. well, that's why we pulled away from her yeah. and we don't really see her reaction and why we're, like, following Warren around instead. Yeah, yeah it just took me 45 minutes to get to understand yeah. what you said. <laughs> yeah. No, Villain's well, the name why, of the episode. I feel like, you know, you have up until that moment to think, you know, Buffy can pull her back or friends mm-hmm. can pull her back, but then when she says the board now, which is why I like it, you're just like, Willow has left the building. Like, we just have... Evil Willow. We've seen the Willow that says bored now, and it's not a good Willow. Like you can't reason with that Willow like you can no. our Willow. Like she's just in cartoon world. Become a different person. Um, well, right before that, she said you took the light from this world, it turned mm-hmm. her off. Those are good. And then he went on, and there was a board. Bored now. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. done with our. I'm done with the the punt that we're both going back and forth. We could do this all day, and I'm done. Yeah. But and you also said what Buffy said, and I hate that shit. And I've hated it for six years now. So you're dying. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> It is your unlucky day today, Warren. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that vampire at the bar, he called it. You're a dead man. You're yes, dead you man. are. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, uh, I don't know if it's my turn or not, but um, when Warren is in uh, Rack's crack den. Um, oh, which, by the way, do you have this on? Did you write it down? Mm. Okay. Um, so when Warren is in Buffy's crack, Buffy's crack den. Oh, my God. Rack's <laughs> oh, crack wow. den. He says, you want to talk about my skin troubles? Quote from Warren. Also quote from Warren. Gets flayed alive. Oh, Anyway. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I didn't even touch that. Uh, is it my turn? Sure. Um, if the books are so dangerous, why do they have them all in one place? A question. And why do they have them at all? <laughs> and after the first time Willow went and took them to go seek yeah. vengeance on a fucking Helga, like, honestly, why did we put them somewhere else? Why not burn them? <laughs> and they're just so or obviously least hide up them. There. Like, who wouldn't yeah. want to go up to the restricted section? Put them Come in on. the back in fucking boxes. What are we doing? You got at a the whole very least, closet. Not that that would have stopped Willow. But yeah, no, I know. But at least like that would be a plausible way. Otherwise, somebody could just break in in the night and walk up there and steal a book and become a god. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> who, who could, who's allowed to buy them? You're saying Willow, a trained witch. No I mean, obviously one. she's addicted to magic. But who could actually like, oh, I have my witch card. I can go up there. There, I think it's supposed to be a, rich, a restricted, restricted section not for sale. Mm-hmm. For who? But again, for why? why keep them? At there, the very least, if you're going to keep them. Hide them. Well, I think they're Giles' like personal collection. Yeah, I think so. why the fuck hunting. is it out there? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! See, this is no the dumb shit that that trips me up. Oh yeah, that's. I'm tough. fine that's with Buffy dumb shit, but when I'm just like, why do we have a literal entire library of evil that Willow can just suck up in one go with no effort? Why do we do that? Chaos <laughs> on Giles. Stuck I'm on it. That's a chaos on Giles. That was not part of chaos on Giles. That's his fault. Way to go, Giles. It's completely his fault. He should have taken those books to fucking England. <laughs> At you least make her teleport it. for them. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Um, Warren wanted to get on a bus from Overland Charters. And I was like, oh, they can't put Greyhound in here. They made that up. No, surprisingly, it's actually a real thing. 
Oh, no shit. However, probably not. Like, it's kind of a generic title. So, like, definitely not the logo. It's been 20 years. But there is a charter thing, but it's not a bus. So, like, when they're like, oh, just get off the bus and take the city bus into Mexico. With a charter bus, it's chartering for sports teams, churches, events. You know, so mm-hmm. you're going one way and you're coming back. Uh, however, they're only based. They have fleets in Wichita, Oklahoma, and Dallas. So, uh-huh. nowhere out in California. So, if you guys are listeners from that area, overland charters for your next church field trip when you need to go sponsored further (laughs) overland well no did you know on the bus it says further oh oh nice (laughs) not far enough further far enough just says further uh not a good safety record almost crashed we need to start a kickstarter for Mm. clem get clem a tv 2022 i guess 2002 he doesn't need a tv he's got spikes yeah but that's not his (laughs) It also sounds like great TV. Well, hopefully he'll get paid for babysitting uh, Dawn. Yeah, definitely. He'll get paid for babysitting (laughs) Dawn, for sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. He'll just use it for what? Uh, Country time tea and... Country uh, time lemonade, how dare you? Bugles, bugles, and uh, what was it? Lip, lip, lipper switch? Lipper, no. Oh, liverwurst. Liverwurst. Which I don't know what that is. It's a meat. Meat thing. Meat like a, product, like a sausage. Yeah. It's a process they do to the meat. Yeah, it's, it's a, a process. process. It's a meat process. Hey, I made you spill your snacks. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like I need any more of this. Oh, hi. Hello. Everyone forgot about Dawn. <laughs> like everyone just <laughs> yeah. left. I know that Buffy's bleeding out, so she gets a pass, and uh, Tara's dead, so she gets a pass. But Willow, I mean, <laughs> immediately went to bad Willow, I guess. But she wasn't quite bad Willow yet, and she just left her dead girlfriend on the floor for Dawn to find later. And Xander just gets in. you. You would think that by the time that Xander gets to the hospital, he would be like, "Oh my god, I have to call Dawn." <laughs> Chalk it up. You would chalk. want Xander at that point to step up in a way. I think he's probably the one that should do it here. Yeah. Yes. And like, yeah, just Xander fails. Dramatically didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all did forget about Dawn that she went to school where her yeah. mom died and then she came home to her home where her new mom died. So yeah. tough. Hello, stuff. is anyone here? God, no, nope, just the corpse of your sister's best friend's girlfriend slash mom. I didn't want to leave her alone. Yeah, man, Xander fucking fails. He fails so hard. I get it. Like, you, okay, some people just aren't good in a crisis, but your whole life has been nothing but a series of crises. Get it together, Xander. Anyway, sorry. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know whose turn is it. Is your turn? Uh, it's fine. Yeah, Vince right. Gilligan is clearly a fan of this show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You think so? Um, yeah, because he definitely took this eyeball that shows up <laughs> in every frame from the of Breaking bear. Bad. From the teddy bear. <laughs> he saw this and was like, I need to put this in my t- television show. And he clearly. Uh, although earlier when you were talking about um, the toll of murder, like what it does to a person, like how you carry that, it did make me think of Breaking Bad um, when Jesse kills Gail and um, him and Mike are talking about it because Jesse's like not okay. He's not okay for a really long time. And he's like, Mike, how do you deal with this? You know, because you, you killed a bunch of people before. It's like, you know, you just kind of every you think about it every day. And then one day you're doing something and you realize you haven't thought about it and you realize that you can go on without thinking about it and then it just gets a little easier every day after that and i just like that is such a, a way that people talk about losing someone too like you know you you think about them all the time it's something that doesn't ever goes away but eventually you realize you can still keep living and still keep doing your stuff uh so it's you know death death is a tricky thing causing it being around it it's not great anyway working for it working for it working for death 
Yeah, if you're Osiris's receptionist. Oh, yeah, right. fair enough. Fair Always going to die. Working for the, the industry of death. Um, I guess I would make you like a mortician. Anyway, I just wrote a note that says, why does this thing have a tail? This demon sucks. Fuck this cave. The Africa one? <laughs> yeah. I love that uh, country in Africa. I think it's called Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called Long Beach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that his voice was weird. I think that it, like retroactively, this this is fun, right? Because they allude to it in the dialogue that he's going to get what he came here for, right? Because he's mm-hmm. going to get the chip out, but he's going to get a soul put in. Mm-hmm. So that we, retroactively, we the this in. works. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. is that what happens? Okay, never mind. Whatever. I like this because it's like, he's like, ha, ha, ha. I, I've got a devious plan. You can kind of tell. That he's kind of bullshitting Spike, and Spike's just like, "I'll show the bitch." Like he's not really thinking this one through. I do appreciate that. His oh. voice though is really weird. I don't know. I just Daniel thinks like... Spike is getting monkey's paws. Yeah, interesting. Da- I mean, just let him keep thinking that. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me keep thinking that. <laughs> I think I've got a better casting for Rack than um. I said Scarface <laughs> to Steven Tyler, which I think is totally apt. Do not see Steven Tyler when you look into Rack's one good eye. I do. I only look into his bad eye. But Stacia had an even better pick. Uh, yeah, I would have cast um, Tommy Wiseau. Mm. Can you imagine it? <laughs> Can you imagine? Why have you come to me? <laughs> oh, my God. Girls running <laughs> on oh, your Warren. theory. <laughs> you got to tear me apart, Lisa. <laughs> I would be scared of the witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit it's so far uh, oh like... hi Warren yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi <laughs> come in oh, that, you're my if only customer. if only they were brave enough these cowards cowards <laughs> hey in their defense he wasn't like the Tommy Wiseau he is then uh, like, I mean he was not until yeah, 2004 so. right oh oh three I think it was oh three one, yeah. one he was make he was Tommy round. Wiseau was making the room while we were sharing this Canon. Fuck. <laughs> Rack, Rack's room is a different room, but I'd watch that movie too. <laughs> Rack's room. We already Rack's watched room. that movie and it <laughs> sucked. It's a softcore porn. <laughs> it is. I wasn't talking about like... the room. I was talking about Rack's room and it being the episode Wrecked and Smashed. Oh. Yeah. That's wasn't not Rack's, Rack's room, room also a softcore porn? Didn't they have sex in there? Like mind sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird yeah. moaning. Yes, definitely. Uh, no. Yeah. No, but if if Tommy so, Wiseau so made a ro- made a movie called Rack's Room, oh, that'd be I would watch it. Oh, yeah, we would watch anything Tommy Wiseau did. Yeah. Anything. That's not true. We didn't watch Neighbors. Well, we can't watch. Oh, we can watch Neighbors, as he did tell it's us on Hulu. <laughs> Buy it on the website. Not on Hulu. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the website. Not We're not buying it. We're not buying it. It's okay. probably somewhere. All right. All right. Thanks for that tangent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my turn. Uh, do 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 do. Uh, this guy. I got to shout this guy out. I'm going to put him up on the screen here. For context, this guy. Oh, Shout yeah. out to the guy going into Stevenson Hall. Red beanie, cigarette that he tosses right out into the fucking bushes, doesn't give a oh, fucking I didn't notice that. Book at, under his arm is a scholar. You know, Pants uh, you falling down. Suit. Pants are falling down. Oh, uh, the, uh, oversized plaid t-shirt, which is definitely layered, which you hate, uh, which I hate. Enormous cargo pants that literally are carrying every single item he owns. <laughs> And you cannot they see there is so a shot. Full. They're so full, like falling off. They're so full. <laughs> and why? Why you're going into your home? Like why did you leave with all the stuff? What are you doing? And you could see in one of the frames what looks like a skate shoe. So I'm like, I think he's wearing a Vans or a DC or something. It's, 
Something. Oh, no, you mean like, you mean just like, yeah, like a skate brand. Sorry, skate, meant, skateboard, like, yeah, skate, skate shoe, <laughs> skater shoe, whatever. And then he skates into the lobby <laughs> of the dorm. Now that's a better show. Now that's what we, we need to check on on this guy. But yeah, he I just flicks like the cigarette out. I feel like rock some of those. Um, I gotta say. Skate fight. Pants that enormous with cargo's pockets exploding. That was my mm. look. Oh, I know. For sure. Yeah, it's that was still definitely your look. Your look. What are you talking about? I don't wear cargo pants. Yeah, but the look is the same. You're just hiding... <laughs> You're hiding your true nature in business pants with way too much shit in them. <laughs> hey, my pants are a reasonable size now. <laughs> with way too much shit in them. That's a different question. <laughs> <laughs> the nature remains the same. <laughs> uh, this sensing stuff that Anya is capable of doing is real powerful. Yeah. I mean. Well, it, everyone could. What do you mean? Everyone could. Oh, I well, mean, I mean yes, Rack could, Rack too. too. Yeah, but like. Uh, sensing Willow was one thing that makes sense because, like, she would know what, like, the vengeance rocket coming right for you. I get that. But she knew where Warren was, too, which is really, I think, weird. But I guess you, you're right. Rack could kind of, because he said to Warren, she can feel your essence right now, mm-hmm. which means that he must be catching the vibe Warren's giving off, too. But uh, Anya's a useful person. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was that she could tell that Warren was close or she could tell that Willow was excited that she was close to Warren? Ooh, maybe it's that one. Maybe because she's about one. to get vengeance, so I'm sure yeah. you got to. You're paying attention to that stuff, you know. Probably, and yeah. that's why you intercede on their behalf, right? That's the whole point. Is mm-hmm. that she does? Because you can hear that like, like a beacon. I know that she does not want me to show up. So. Yeah, yeah, probably that. Although I would love to see that happen, though. I would love to, again another lost moment. Love that conversation, you know, where it's like Anya would definitely empathize, and she would be like, "Yeah, you know, they're not going to be too happy with you, but like I'm cool with it. Uh, it, it doesn't no skin off my. Well, I shouldn't say that, um, <laughs> you know." And she, I would love to see them interact and have her be like, I don't need you, Anya, thank you, but I don't need you. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go back to work. Bye. Got to go replace what you broke. <laughs> you exploded every fucking light in here. Uh, Stacia. Uh, if Willow's going to end the world, why did she save Buffy? Great question. Because she's not going to end the world yet. Right now, her mission is just to kill Warren, Andrew, and Jonathan. It's not until after she fails at killing them and she gets super juiced by killing Iraq that she's like, oh, and Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Holy shit. I'm sorry I asked a rhetorical question. Oh, man. Well, that's... This is my yelling. It's not comment on my yelling. (laughs) That threw me for a loop. Daniel, go. I'm sorry. I forgot. You forgot so much of the show. I don't remember uh, how. Well, speaking of weird spells and stuff, it's like, how often could she use this blood of the slain spell to find people's killers? You know, like that seems really useful. Now I'm going to chalk it up to she learned it by dipping her hands into the fucking books. Yeah. But goddamn, it's like that locator spell all over again. Now that's fucking useful. And you never did it again. So I'm going to say that she has known how to do this the whole time, but the plot has never demanded we do anything about it. So I love that cartoon map. It even says Sunnydale on it. So helpfully. it's amazing. I know. <laughs> it's so adorable. You know. It's like Chicago. It's like, oh, this isn't relevant anymore. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, this is for Stuart Burns. Oh, this is Stuart a map Burns from 1920s Chicago. I don't need it. We love a jump cut on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I got to say, because I don't like this episode, that this one just pissed me off. The one where it's like, uh, it's the change. I can't remember. It's some Someone says change. Oh, and yeah, then change. we cut to Xander being like, are you feeling any change? I hated it. It's not in this episode. Cut. It's a weak one. It's so weak because it's not Saying like the a same legit word. one. Yeah. yeah. You can't do the same thing, yeah. Come on, man. When? When do you think? Will leaves Buffy and Xander in the dust, and then we cut to Buffy and Xander walking into Buffy's house. It seems like hours later, after they had walked home from wherever they were. Where has Willow been this entire time? <laughs> True. She's well, just I mean, Stevenson back Hall, in the right? dorm I mean, she... plotting. 
I think so. Maybe. I mean, yeah. she probably stayed there for a while. I mean, yeah, and a, a spell, scene that I would but... love to watch where she goes into Tara's dorm and is overcome again Pick with grief because it's all Tara's stuff. Oh my stuff god, she's she a villain. She doesn't get those moments. <laughs> the body that would just be villains are one dimensional. Yeah, she's a cartoon now. Uh, and then oh. after they get home, they have to call the police and wait for the coroner to come and take Tara's body. And I'm sure that would take a couple hours. So it's been like six hours, and we don't know where Willow is or what she's doing. Nope. But apparently, all she managed to do was get back to the dorm room and cast her little spell. She made a cartoon map. <laughs> she drew that herself. Do you think that reminded her of when they tried to cast a map to find all the demons in Sunnydale together, but then Tara bungled the spell because she thought she was a demon? And Willow was like, Tara. Someone just told me we're not allowed to have those moments. I'm just saying. So how dare you bring up another one? Anyway, Daniel, do you have anything else to say? I've got one more. Willow talking when she's uh, mocking him at the end, um, she mentions the big O for the Slayer. Uh, I was like, oh. Never felt you had the power with her. Not until you killed her. <laughs> Women, you know, you're just like the rest of them. Mind games. You get off on it. That's why you had a mat on for the Slayer. <laughs> she was your big O, wasn't she, Warren? Are you done yet? Or can we talk some more about our feelings? Number one, it dates you very specifically into the year 2002-ish area. But number two... Way too on the nose. You know why? Because that shit, I mean, it's sure it's in lots of places, but it was popularized in a movie called American Pie, also starring mm. Alice Hannigan. Hannigan. We are not allowed to do that, Marty, and I call <laughs> shots on that. And I heard that and I was like, uh, was it the O-Face? I know, I remember the O-Face. Gonna throw a big party this weekend to celebrate. We're all invited. I'm thinking I might take that new chick from logistics. Things go well, I might be showing her my O-Face. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. See you guys there. Let's get to the watches. Daniel, please update us on the watches. I can do that. Xander outfit construction watch. Absolutely not. We'll never see it again. Murder jacket <laughs> watch slash Anya belt alert. We did see a, a standing. I almost said an erect, but a standing Anya. <laughs> she did oh, not have a belt, no. as far as I can tell. <laughs> I mean, she's standing erect. What, but, what do you want me to say? Uh, yeah, what you were gonna say? She was standing erect. You were like, I was not an erect, an erect Anya. That's what uh, I was is different. Stacia said the Buffy different. had a really big belt. She did. It, it's an Anya belt it. alert. See, I reckon we can make it's it not a Buffy, a Buffy belt alert. No, we no. just kind of grasp at straws now. Xander's letting us down. I do think he will wear a construction <laughs> outfit in the first episode of the next season. So he has to build Willow's heart Dale. again. Oh, oh God! <laughs> no, he has to rebuild Sunnydale High. It's true. Yeah, who's gonna do that? Dawn's piercing screams, no, no, and we could have, but no. Um, although I, she should have screamed at Buffy for invoking her father's the Munkles again when she says, "You've been through <laughs> enough for one, ever, ever." Yeah. Can't say a lifetime because she's one and a half. That's the joke, <laughs> and I love it. It never gets old. Chips ahoy! Yes, Mister Attempted Rape. He physically can't hurt Dawn. Uh, Spike himself goes. I said to have his chip removed. That's what I think. Gets verbally accosted in a cave. That all tracks. But clearly, I think he's monkey pod, and I don't remember how the show goes. So I love it. <laughs> Willow's being too powerful, eh? You could you could say so. I, I think. <laughs> um, I just said insert the clip of Rack telling Warren that he can sense him, him, that she can sense him, and that she's going to blow up the entire town, man. Starting with you. Um, also, when she disappeared on the highway, it was a huge flex. I gotta say. Oh yeah, that was pretty mm. fucking awesome. Uh, this one's going to be controversial. Buffy has a personality. I said undetermined, but I have three points. Number one, she has a nice garden. Does she keep it up herself? It's never occurred to me, but she was dying in the garden. It looked nice. Um, is there somebody that comes to do it? Was this a passion of Joyce's? We, we have no idea. 
Number two, she's kind of got a philosophical streak in this episode. Uh, Buffy says, we can't control the universe. If we were supposed to, then the magic wouldn't change Willow the way it does. And we'd be able to bring Tara back. And Dawn says, and mom. Obviously a really great line, beautiful stuff. You don't often have Buffy waxing poetic. Again, I think when she's getting on her hobby horse about we can't hurt people, she's just like, just left and right. Like, the universe is this. We can't do this. I'm Tara now. And I have to say, there are limits to magic. You know, she's really taken on the role. And I, I like it. I, do, I really do. Uh, and then number three for personality, lots of an eye for an eye talk. And we talked about Hammurabi's Code last time. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy also explicitly says that being a slayer isn't a license to kill. Being a slayer doesn't give me a license to kill. Someone has clearly been listening to Bob Dylan's 1983 record, Infidels. We already established last week, blowing in the wind. She's a Bob Dylan head. She's, she's a Bob Dylan fan. Yep. So Bob I'm going to be on the lookout for Bob Dylan in the future. To Hoffman watch. Regrettably, no. I think he could have been here, and it could have been yeah. fun. Tara and Will are on the pot again, redacted. Oh, Michael, oh, we can't do it anymore. Well, we can still do Willow. Dead. No, no, we're this was started we'll in earnest with Tara, and it will end with Tara. And we she did it has in the best ended. of times, and it is over. Uh, Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. Yes, Warren talks about witchcraft, warlockery, all that kind Demonology, of shit. Yeah, all of it. He it, it directed. Uh, he got to. I, at first, I was like, "Oh, this guy knows how to fucking find rack," but he was just directed by a regular. And I'm like, yeah. "Did the regular like have to open the portal? Did they come in with him? Like, what are we doing here for twenty bucks? What are we doing?" Um, also, the the snitch bomb is amazing and just like ridiculous. Like he just pulls it out and like all this weird magic <laughs> shit. I, they're so weird. They're so fucking weird. Um, Buffy charging everybody a dollar f- uh, that asks if she's okay. Oh, Jesus. Yes, she got shot. <laughs> We're all wondering if she's okay. She has one more dollar to go to her $11. Books a million. No, 11. $11 oh, now. Total. Uh, books a million. Yes, justice mm. for books. Finally. Though I'm not quite trusting the girl who is using those books. Also, talk about immersing yourself in a book. Am I right? Hey-o. Hey-o. She really got it there. She got it. They really got in her. Oh. Mm, Streets ahead. Yeah, we got like an extended drive up Ravello. Up to the Buffy Summers house. Oh, I don't think with we've, the ambulance, yeah. we've done that. We've done it from the opposite way with the garbage truck when she comes out and then it's like, you forgot your garbage. Don't you want your garbage? <laughs> sad, I'm Buffy. sad. I'm sad. I have fast food job. Uh, and then I said, but I can't forget about the triumphant return of the uh, inexplicably dense forest that uh, surrounds Sunnydale sometimes. Mm. So they did show back up, and I you love to see it. We haven't seen that since, like, the beginning of the season. That thing just went away, and now it's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giles' biggest KO, of course, we've now added on that he left all those books for fucking Terry, for Willow to go nuts on. Um, a, he would have had a hearty told you so, I think. He could have muttered at any point oh, yeah. uh, that he just never got to do. Um, and, you know, he's just not in the episode. I, I thought I was expecting him to be in this episode, and as the runtime kept going, I was convinced. Stacia, you and me talked earlier, and it's like, we thought he showed up at the end of this, but it's, I guess, at the beginning or end of the next one. I just was expecting to see Giles. And so Sorry. KO on me, I suppose. Mm. KO on me. Yeah. <laughs> me too. But the books, man. KO on you, Giles. What are you doing, man? I'm really excited to see him, though, I have to say. be nice to see his dumb face. His dumb face. <laughs> I miss Giles. I miss Giles, too. Clearly things went off the rail after he left. <laughs> Amen. God. Want to know what a bullet feels like, Warren? A real one? It's not like in the comics. No. No. I think you need to. Uh, thank you so much for updating yes. us on the watches. And I, yeah, G- this is Giles' fault. I don't know if we said it after Tabula Rasa, but clearly everything that happened after he left is his fault. 
He should have been here to watch these damn kids. And he wasn't. All right. Let's rank this sucker. I uh, have not been kind, but um, mm. we'll see what happens in the end. <laughs> Willow hacks <laughs> slash we talk about the net slash something Wicca this way comes. I mean, 10. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. She sure. magically flays a person alive. I mean, I come mean, on. That's kind of that. the tippy tippy top. We can't. What are we going to do? You don't get better than that. Don needs an adult. Yeah. Don needs and is going to need a lot of help. But yeah. first, a lesson on what to do when you find a body because clearly she doesn't know. Three. Someone help this poor girl. Monster of the week. Ah, uh, Warren the, or Willow. Is it Warren or Willow? Is Willow the big bad so she can't be the little bad? Is Warren the big bad so he can't be the little bad? Mm. I don't know what to think anymore. I think it has to be Willow because we got to celebrate Dark Willow while she's around. And she's only around for three episodes. So fuck it. I'm giving it to Willow. And I'm going to give it to her next episode and the episode after that. Uh, eight. Life is actually the big bad, as we know. Uh, ten. Tara is still fucking dead and Willow is a murderer. Shit is fucked up. <laughs> ten. <laughs> Relationship goodness or badness? I guess Buffy and Xander are friends, but everything else is miserable. Three. Episode specific. <laughs> Clem and Don are getting closer. Not good enough. <laughs> Episode specific. <laughs> Something, isn't it? One tiny piece of metal destroys everything and ripped her insides out, took her light away from me, from the world, and now the one person who should be here is gone and a waste like you gets to live. Five out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do it because I was so mad. Uh, 39 total, 12 of 20 for the season, above, erect, and below Tabula Rasa. It was a nice reminder to see where I ranked Tabula Rasa and how low I put it, considering how much I think I love that episode. But as science has pointed out, not so much. Okay, 12 of 20. Stacia, where did you rank this episode? Uh, I put this at 75 out of 120. I feel like it's almost equivalent to 12 of 20. Yeah, lower, lower middle. Mm. What's above, below? Give me the the rundown. Uh, it's below Harsh Light of Day, when Parker has sex with Buffy and then dumps her. Oh, yeah. And The Freshman, which has Sunday, our favorite goth vampire. Hell yeah. And then it's above Out of Mind, Out of Sight. I thought that was appropriate. Another example from the early seasons, what we do with a dangerous human, besides killing them. And then Amends, when... Angel tries to kill himself with the morning. <laughs> I never forget amends. I can smell the sunrise. Smell the sunrise. Oh, God. Okay, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And what's the uh, description for this one? Oh, uh, Willow magics a bullet out of Buffy. John and Andrew are in jail. Robot bus Warren. Willow magics a bullet into Warren. <laughs> <laughs> and flays him alive. I don't remember that part. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm shocked at how much I enjoyed this episode. This was a great conversation. I don't think it's really dissuaded me from like the buffiness of it all. Like I think like I think we all have our reasons for why we did the things we did. I think we were consistent about it. Uh, the forever vibes I think were were overwhelming to me. Shout out to Joyce. Uh, I love Tara. I love Dark Willow. I love the tension between how far we're going to root for her versus when we are supposed to drop off. And obviously we love her. And it's not a Breaking Bad scenario where we have to realize that we need to be better. TV watchers like I think we're all supposed to empathize with Willow and love her because we know that the season's going to end and something is going to happen so it's kind of weird um, as I said before the interplay of Buffy's idealism versus Willow and our own bloodlust um, is really well executed and really good the Spike stuff is really tropey but it's mysterious to me at the very least I don't know what's going on so I kind of enjoy that <laughs> do I want it in the episode I think we've been clear no this is a Willow only episode please that's all we want 
So we never really talked about introducing. I love introducing Anya as a vengeance demon. I love her teaming up with them, but on Willow's side. We never really went into that, but I thought that was a really good. That was fun, and it's like I love the dynamics of like that. They're supposed to be bad, but like now it's like Buffy and Xander versus like Anya. Really, I mean that's probably what's gonna lead to selfless and all this kind of stuff, right? So fine, fine, but I enjoyed it. So I'm in a bind here because I think that it. I'm gonna put it high. Um, the highest spots that I have that I feel are good is I had one above forever at number 14, or you go underneath that at number 21 and I'm going to be controversial and opt for the 14. No way. Come on, man. And I'm going to put this at 14 of 137. I enjoyed this conversation. I thought it was excellent. I thought you made great points (laughs) and any episode that you can have a really robust conversation. Oh, sure. I think it's, it's good. I think it's great. I don't think it's better than forever. Obviously I, I don't, but it's it's Dark Willow, man. This 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 hit. It was good. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I am. I mean, like I obviously have my feelings about it, but you know, TV's yeah. supposed to make you feel something. And if you liked it, that that's great. I think that this didn't make me feel the way I wanted to feel, and that's I, the way it made you gonna, feel. It you you feel did feel. You felt a lot. Felt a lot. Wow, fourteen. All right. Well, it's very too yeah. high. Too high. I mean, yeah, like above it is, uh, yeah, Dead Things at thirteen. Um, mm-hmm which we all put very high band candy at 12 tabula rasa at 11 and then forever at 15 below it doppelgangland at 16 so it's all kind of a thing we're all hitting together and then earshot and passion underneath 17 and 18 so it's kind of weirdly top heavy and it's like i don't think you can justify a top 10 but and you wouldn't justify any of this so i'm like uh, what do i do i don't know (laughs) where do i put it who knows what's season seven gonna show i have no idea we're running out of time it's true, you are running out of time. Oh, yes. <laughs> running out of episodes. And I'm like, well, you go here, I guess. Whatever. And season seven is such a question mark for like the fact for that all I clearly don't don't remember Big Truck. How I forgot Big Truck. I will never <laughs> don't know what you're talking myself. about. Uh, what are you talking no, about? Well, That's in this season. No, I know I know what I'm saying. Like I like I remember the end of this season, but clearly I forgot Big Truck, so I don't forget myself for that. But but season seven is just a giant question mark because I really just Except other than a couple of beats. No oh, fucking Joseph. Kennedy. Okay. All right. Jesus. Okay. Do we have Her new love. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Kennedy is a rebound at best. And a mistake at worst. I mean, she's both. She's a mistake. She's a rebound mistake. Do you think there's any nice way to see her? Like, that would be my challenge to you. Try to go into that with some, like, openness and open open minds humanly possible. I just wonder if it's really, like, that bad, poorly written. Like, what is it? Obviously, we hate it because it's not Tara, but, like, is it bad on a technical level? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, the revelation that I came to the other day where I was like, oh, my God. She's significantly younger than Willow. Mm. That's gross and weird because Willow is supposed to be 21 and Kennedy, I'm pretty sure, is supposed to be 15. So that's a dynamic I never thought about before. Uh, but so, yeah, beyond that, I don't know. Maybe it is the Donification of it all, right? Like when I was watching the series the first time, I hated Don, absolutely hated her because I thought she was annoying. And, you know, maybe Kennedy's just a victim of circumstance, man. Maybe she's a totally normal, fine person and pretty sure she just, just can't be Tara. Yes, I, that is my feeling too. But <laughs> we'll see. how much of that is because she can't be Tara? Uh, Stacia, what about this episode? Anything else to say before we go? Uh, R.I.P. Tara. Again, forever. Forever. R.I.P. Tara. Never forever. Forget. Oh, forever. Ties it in. Daniel, anything else about this episode? Not forever? No. R.I.P. Forever. 
Uh, thank you much. Thank you much. Thank you so much for listening to another long one. Um, I hope it was uh, okay because I'm sorry about the yelling. You've probably had to turn your stuff down quite a bit. I don't know. Daniel edits it well. At least It'll there was a three. At least it's a three person podcast again. Yay. That's right. Daniel came <laughs> back to be in this episode with us. And we thank him for that. Uh, please join us next time for two to go. Now, this one, just like the season opener. What's that? Premiere. That's the word for that. Uh, aired on the same night. Both episodes aired on the mm, same night. So Chudigo right. and Grave did air as a two-hour extravaganza. But we will be splitting it up as we have been splitting them up just because there's no way for us to keep it straight if we don't split them up. So you will get Chudigo next and then Grave sometime after that. So please stick around for both of those. Uh, but until then, Stacia, please stay, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. No more podcast. It's done. Goddamn right. Ah! She's dead now. He's dead too. That was a good one if I didn't say that before. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. I just... I've had blood in my hands all day. Blood from people I love. I'll help. But I'm helping Willow. Axe not going to cut it. And tiny bits of metal destroys everything. I'd like to test that theory. <laughs>